Texas Prison Stories. What's up, y'all? Tim Snow, Mr. Lee A. Larry, Ph.D., back at y'all. Alright, Mr. Larry, we're going to do about a 10-minute one right here. And uh, I know exactly what I want to do it about, actually. Hold on. I'll open that right there. Hey, Mr. Larry, people keep asking about something that my big brother told me about, and I never experienced anything about. And that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, it's called the Vitapro scandal. And I didn't even warn you what we're going to talk about, but I don't have to. The Vita Pro scandal. What is that, Mr. Larry? What happened? The hell was it? Oh, the director, he hooked up with his company to get kickbacks out of Canada to feed all Texas inmates these uh, pellets. That's mainly what they were. It came in a, in a plastic drum. It was a meat substitute. So that's like meat substitute? Meat substitute. The hell is a meat substitute? Well, sometimes some people use soybeans as a meat substitute. They were using these pellets. So like rabbit food or something? Yeah, it's more like it smelled horrible when they was cooking it. But I tasted it once before. It just uh uh was it a plant type material probably? Or something? Like soy or something? Yeah, they never would really tell us what was in it. But a lot of people was complaining about they was getting sick and having stomach problems. What it smell like when it was cooking? It stinks. The whole prison, we'd be out on the wreck yard, man. It stinks something terrible. Oh, gosh. So, you get like, what, a scoop of Vitapro and some beans and some corn or no, something? No, no, they would mix it up with casserole. Oh. Uh, put it on pizza. I got you. They disguise the shit they out of it. They disguise it, yes. Mm. It, to me, I tried it. It didn't have no taste to it. I tried it one day. I said, man, I can't eat this crap, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. Did you see that, Mr. Larry? That, uh, I think I sent you the thing where just now they caught a company actually watering down the inmates' sugar and cinnamon and stuff like that. Did you see that? Did I send it to you? No. I need to send it to you. Yeah, they just actually caught a company that's supplying federal inmates with commissary and stuff like that, and they're watering the, watering the uh, spices down with flour, man. Crazy stuff like that. So the Vitapro thing, how long did that last? Uh, close to two years. Oh man, wow. So if you didn't have any money you were you were stuck eating that? You didn't have no money, you was going to sleep hungry at night. You just wasn't even trying to eat it, huh? Man, I bet a bunch of guys lost their lost their weight on that. Mr. Larry, did you ever work in the chow hall? No, I ain't never worked in the chow hall. Are you serious? Forty two years, you know you had to be the man never to I hate the chow hall, so I ain't you know what, I always had money. So I could kinda of pick and choose what job assignment. 
Like, I didn't see no use in working in the laundry. I didn't give a shit about no press clothes. Working two stamps. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that didn't mean nothing to me. They put me in the laundry, I go over there and tear the washing machine up, and they fire my ass. Hey, get out of here. Get on, go on somewhere. I can relate. I hated that stuff, too. <coughs> uh, I have a real deep question for you, man. Seriously. And you said something about it, kind of answered the book. In 42 years, man, did you ever think about just escaping? Yes, I had me an escape plan. I finally figured out how to beat a prison. Wow. It ain't got nothing to do with climbing over the fence. All that shit is dumb in Texas. One of these new maximum security prisons, the pickets is so tall from one gun tower, they can really see the whole prison. And they got three of them. And they got a car ride around 24 hours a day. Rides around on the perimeter. You ain't jumping no fence, sneaking no, out, huh? No, I figured out a way how you can just walk out. <laughs> so did the Texas 7. Boy, they got their ass out of there, too. Mr. Larry, when the Texas 7 escaped, what happened in the system right then? What was it like? Where were you at? I was at, uh, I was at Styles Unit. They locked y'all down, too? Uh, I think they locked the whole system down, they said. No. No. Hey, wow. What were y'all thinking, man, when them guys wanted to run? Were y'all watching the news saying, run, run, Revis, run? Or were y'all thinking these crazy bastards or what? Yeah, somebody came up and woke me up. It was all on the TV. Somebody came and woke me up. I didn't go to Rick that morning, so I was asleep. <coughs> and guy woke me up and told me guys just escaped from Conley Unit. What'd you think? Was you jealous or was you thinking crazy folks? Now, most, most guys escaped. They don't have a plan on how to stay free. They can get out of the prison. I've seen guys escape. When they get caught up, they, they don't have no plan on how to stay on the outside. They don't know what to do when they get out there, huh? Hey, uh, I have a question. I don't remember the white guy's name, but one of my friends was actually on Darrington when he did it. They called him the Texas Running Man, the white guy that ran real far and all the time. You ever heard of him? Yeah. That was real? They said he ran 10 miles a day on the wreck yard getting ready and then hit the fence on their ass, man. Oh, wow. He, I don't think he got caught for a long time, huh? He went on a spree, hit the casinos, all kinds of stuff. When that, yeah, yeah, he's at the Lusky unit right now. Yeah. When, oh, he's doing like, yeah, he's the rest of his life over there, huh? Listen, whenever somebody's on the run like that, I mean, seriously, is the atmosphere just, what's it like, man? I could I could imagine everybody, like, smoking the bandit. Remember smoking the bandit movie? Everybody's running, cheering on the bandit and hoping he goes, man. I would be like that, I think. Hope he get his ass to Mexico or something, but you kind of know they're going to get caught. You know, it kind of sucks, but I don't know. So, listen, in, in your 42 years, how close did you get to trying it? Well, I had a plan. I said, well... Yeah, before my mother had died, <coughs> she had told me one day, she said, hey, man, you're going to have to do something. She said, you're getting old in here. You're going to have to come up with your plan to get out of here one way or another. And uh, if I had to make that parole, I had me a plan. The last one, was that? Last resort. I said, well, I ain't got that no last parole going to be the last straw, and then Mr. Larry might have get up out of there? I ain't have no choice. It's time to get up out of there. Spend too many years in there, huh, man? That's crazy. Oh, in in your 42 years, did anybody ever make it and not get caught? Yeah, I've seen a guy make it. They told us uh, they think he drowned. They never find nobody. They never find him. We was out in the field working. And me, his name was, uh, was Snag Daniels. 
<coughs> he's from Louisiana. <coughs> I used to talk to him all the time. And he told me, he said, man, my wife and kids doing bad, man. My wife ain't got nowhere to live. I got two kids. He said, man, I got to leave here, man. You know, he told me, he said, man, I could swim good. So I live in the swamps and moves out. We was working one day. He took his shoes off. It was, it was time, it was hat time, time to go in. He just took out running across the field. Was said right there from the field? Yeah, we was working by the river. Where at? Uh, we was on the retrieve unit, working right there by Brazos the river. Brazos River, huh? Yeah. And he was shooting like the sun was going. He dies. <laughs> when he dies, he turned into air, waving at us. Oh. All of us stopped working and just looked. He waved and hit the water. And he had told me what he was going to do. He said, man, I'm going to catch one of them logs. And I'm going to float that log all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico if I got to. And I'm going to see my wife and lose her. Wow. But you know something strange? Later years, I got a letter from Louisiana. No name on it. Say, hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Oh, I wish wow. you the best of luck. I said, man, it got to be snake. Got to be. They huh? passed the word around saying, no, he drowned. But, but they always never find that, no a body. Sir. There was no body. Where the body's at? No, something's always going to do that. Oh. I have something, man, that I've. I kind of wanted to say for my kin, man, but he's kind of, he really don't want to do this too much right now. But uh, there was a famous guy, too, I want to know that we we all know about in Texas. He knows about him. Very few people know about him. And I guess I'll just tell y'all for a second about him. His name was E. Roy Brown. And uh, they called him Johnny Rape. He was my uncle's cellmate. Well, not his cellmate, but he was in the neighbor's cell in LS1. Uh, he said he was a cool dude, man. He actually... Got it. Got into it with a guard or whatever. But long story short, they end up taking Eroy Brown to a river down there. The river and the uh, the captain and the warden, and they were farm getting ready. The farm the manager and the warden. Yeah, they end up taking Eroy Brown down there. Was getting ready to execute the man, old school style, like they did. And what they call it, the bottoms. They take it to the bottoms back there, huh? You <laughs> you hear a rapper every now and then talking about going to the bottoms. That's what they're talking about. But anyway, the inmate. Actually did the right thing, fought back, and he killed the farm ball, shot him. I think if I, I read right, he shot him point blank to the forehead. And then he took the sorry-ass warden and he dumped him in the river. Hey, Mr. Larry, they said that he dumped the warden, take him back up and drag him back down. You know what I mean? And the man got found not guilty. He was actually acting in self-defense. He had to do that to save his life. Man, it was official. They were getting ready to kill him. They had him spread out eagle on top of the police car. I'm about to shoot him with 38, so Eroy Brown did that, but he was also the first inmate to ever be found not guilty of killing a TDC authority, so that was pretty amazing. And uh, what I just wanted to ask you, listen, when that happened, you told me that you were on a different unit at the time when that happened, but did y'all hear about that, like when that happened? Yeah, I was in solitary. Oh, you were in SAG? Yeah, I was definitely didn't even have oh, SAG. Oh, solitary, like a 15th like a 15-day stretch, how long were you in solitary? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when you're, what they tell you happened, man, I mean, how the hell did they tell well, you about Well, we could something? hear it from, on the TV. Billington had a TV that they watch. And I lived up on the third floor, solitary cell I was in. It came over the TV. It came uh, over the news. So, like, the news actually said inmate kills warden and farm boss. Listen, I'll check it out. 
shit was racist as hell back then, Mr. Larry. Things were messed up, and that was a black dude that killed two white men. How did the news even say that at first? Did they say it messed up sounding, or did they actually just kind of... I mean, you know, you're black. Was, they, it, they was, was it biased they, and racist as hell? Cause they, they, they was in shock because that ain't, they ain't never happened like that. Never happened before, huh? In your time, in your time back then, how many times did you see somebody get took to the bottoms, like how to beat well, their well, ass down there? Is that real? Yeah, Ramsey, uh, they had a warden, uh, Wildcat, his name J.B. Emerson. A lot of people disappeared on Ramsey. Disappeared? Yeah, their favorite thing was, it's a little bio right behind the Ramsey prison unit that he drowned in that bio. Oh, a lot so, of people disappeared over there. A lot of people drowned in that bio? Like, yeah, and he'll tell you straight up, I will kill your ass. He didn't even bite his tongue saying that. He, he'll just straight out tell you that. He'll tell you that when you show up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, shit, You love inmates to fight. He wants you fighting all the time. And he going to feed you good. Gonna eat good, but there's gonna be that? some fighting. Ramsey won. Ramsey, so he gonna be some fighting. There ain't gonna be no peace. He come by a cell block. It's all quiet. Guys in there watching TV, shooting dice, playing cards. Oh no, shit, no, nah, they ain't gonna want it like that. What's he? Man, listen, what's, that's <coughs> sadistic as hell, man. There was a bunch of them like that too, wasn't there, man? Like, see, this is what's weird. An entire prison. It's still like that today, man. That an actual prison can change overnight, man. It just depends on that warden, right? It's like whatever the hell he wants to, and then he can, there can be a new warden tomorrow or something. Well, you know what? He uh, once, a camp boy, stopped me in the hallway and said, Hey, man, warden want to talk to you. you. This warden here, we call him Wildcat. You ain't got to call him by his name, Warden Amazon. You can just walk up and say, Look out, cat. Oh, he's cool like yeah, that? Yeah, cool, yeah. Well, he, he a big ass. This dude here will slap the shit out of you. Big white dude? Yeah, he unpredictable. You don't know what he might do. Oh, hell. He real unpredictable. And uh, I went in there and he wore and said, Nigga, you know how to type? I said, yes. He said, well, uh, I need you to help me catch these count boys, catch up on their work. I'm going to take you out of the fields and put you in here with me. And uh, you type. You need anything? Anybody bother you? You tell him you're working for Wildcat. I said, all right, well, and he said, and he said, well, he asked the count boy, which is a white count boy named Billy Patton. He said, uh, Billy Patton, you sure that nigga know how to type? He said, uh, yes, sir, that nigga know how to type, boy. <laughs> he said, uh, get over there, typewriter, let me see what you can do. He put some paper in it, gave me something. I kept it out there, type. He said, yeah, you can do. Hell, yeah, I'll type all my count boys. I need the best one, huh? I'll be in there typing reports up when they run in disciplinary. They don't know you already been in college and everything else. Huh? He know. Oh, he knew. He said they was doing interviews, warden interviews. This is a day the whole squad didn't go out for some reason. No whole squads went out, so he doing interviews. You know, one guy came in there and said, "Good morning, warden." He said, "Good morning." He said, "You told me uh, during cotton season, if I finish picking cotton this year, you give me a job." He said, I told you that? He said, yes, sir. He said, uh, what can you do, nigga? He said, I can do anything, Ward. You can do anything. He said, yes, sir. He said, can you fly an airplane? He said, no, sir. He said, nigga, you can't do anything. Get your black ass out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, motherfucker. He set him up. I don't know that type of... 
Five laps on that. So they knew they knew you that you had on record that you came from college, huh? They knew that already. Back then, the wardens knew all the inmates. They really did, yeah, huh? They, they knew had all. Files they knew we get visits, but they know, ain't know how to deal with you. You got visits. Take you got visits. letters from yeah. home. They really tell the bill something. Hey, uh, like the second time I went back to East Ham, I had got pretty good with filing lawsuit. Tell me that, yeah. So a building to the name Jerry Ray Bowler. He the one that's in that Newsweek magazine. Big white boy with the with the machine gun KKK tattooed on his neck. All right. He came up to my cell. They put me on the wing that he run. He the head building tunnel. Oh, building tunnel with yeah. KKK tattooed yeah. on him. Well, he said a white dude walked down the hallway with clamming robes on. Now you told me about that. Are you serious now? Yeah, they Say that again. Clamming robes the on and walked down the hallway. Officers. Inmates. Inmates. Oh, they made their own damn robes. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Motherfucker. They burned crosses. You go by an L, L line here, they burning the cross in L line. Are you serious? So that really was the white people's <laughs> fucking place for real, huh? <coughs> All right, hey, listen, did you go to Ferguson ever back then? Yeah, all the time been to Ferguson so what the with fuck? the East Ham basketball team. So listen, the place where you would have had it probably maybe the best, they wouldn't send your ass. They were trying to fuck you over the whole time, huh? Damn. Well, what? Can you tell some stories about like Ferguson? And I know, because, oh. Uh, I mean, honestly, we trust. We know you ain't gonna make no shit up all your life. We've heard, I've heard them, man. Stories about white people getting fucked over at Ferguson, though, man. I but know this, it's true. But this is how Texas prison war. Ferguson was young guys. Now they got old guys and young guys mixed up on Ferguson. But Ferguson used to be from 17 to 21 who'd never been to a reformatory. That's who was assigned to the Ferguson unit. <coughs> you know. <coughs> First timers? First timers. Mostly black, probably, or no, anybody. Anybody. Oh, okay. So I don't know how these white guys get messed over when it was segregated. Uh, that's white guys that worked story, with white guys, man. lived on same wing with all white guys. Hispanics lived with Hispanics, worked with Hispanics. It was not integrated. We know how it was their own people fucking them over there, if that's what it was. Hey, that's honest, too. Listen, uh, young ass prisoners, man, they're the wildest, you know, so they don't even know how it's supposed to go. They haven't figured it out yet, you know, so. Oh, you was talking about Ontario, you know, with the Friday night fights. So how old did you have to be to be ex exempt from the fight? Forty-five. Forty-five. There still would be some old schools come out there and fight. Ones in good shape, but they come out there and fight. They come out and prove themselves. Yep. <laughs> Listen, on a Friday night, how many fights would you see on on an average? Um, like five, ten. On the wing like I lived on, it's it's uh. Like the guys in, in California always talking about 180 design. That's how the new, the max security units in Texas, they 180 design. It's three sections. Like this. Yeah, right. And that is A, B, and C. And Are they separate? I, yeah, they're separate. But they fighting on all three. They call them sections. Right, right. The whole thing is a pod. And a pod got sections. And 24 sales to a, to a, a section. Can they intermingle? It depends on if the guard open the electric door and let you go over there. Okay, right. But normally, no. Yeah. Now, what they would do is a side door. That's between the, the cell block. Guys would pop it with a spoon. Okay, you're right. And open it and sneak and go over on that side. Yeah, fight County would. Yeah. Right, right, right. Now, on, on Friday night fight, sometimes it's a cool guard up there. He'll just pop all the doors. Ooh. So you could fight somebody from any section you want to fight him from. Just go find you somebody. 
but the majority, some guys get away with it, get away without fighting. It depends on how long one of those fights lasts. But they didn't fight all at the same time. They let one fight go. Right. When it's over with, then another one. Now, these guys done fought for about 25 minutes, and they come in, it's count time. That's going to stop all the fighting. You got to line up and get counted. Right, right. They might come back with a recount. That's going to stop the fighting. So it might be five, six fights in that one night. <coughs> so some guys get to escape. <coughs> yeah, they, they get to make it till next week. They get to make it. You had guys who will go out on the basketball court or the handball court and fall like they broke their ankle and go to the infirmary where he can get out of the fight. <laughs> so he ain't got to fight. <laughs> he come back wrapped up like a mummy. Hey, man, I hurt my arm, so he ain't got to fight. Right, right. Well, you know, listen, man, honest to God, why the fuck do we make it so bad on ourselves, man? That don't have to be like that. I mean, it's fun on. It's fun if you're the best fighter in the world, or if you're the biggest fucking guy on the pod. But imagine that little bitty ass guy who really just don't fight that good, man. What the fuck, man? You know. That's what I mean? why I always before, not not just messing over no guy. I've seen so many guys messed over. I didn't see nothing you gain out of. Nah. He wear the same kind of clothes you do. The guards don't go against each other like that, even though they don't like each other. They, they stick together. Pol Dallas police don't all get along and like each other. <coughs> but when it comes to the crook, they all posse up on his ass. They after, know how to make after a work, team. Yeah, they don't even talk to each other. You know? What comes a lot to man, listen, they try to separate us too. You know what I mean? And we do a good job of letting them. It fucking sucks, man. But honest to God, inmates everywhere in the world... There's a system, politics system, trying to make things better. But at the same time, man, it makes it hard, too. Like, it's just, I don't know. I guess it's human nature, man. You feel like you're being punished, so you make it hard on yourself. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. But uh, we're going to close this one right here, y'all. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I just wanted to touch on a couple things, and we'll get back to you in a minute, y'all. If you're watching live, come back, check us out, share you on your book, and we'll catch y'all in a minute, y'all. Tim Snow, Mr. Lee A. Larry, Texas Prison Stories. <laughs> Hey, Texas Prison Story family, we appreciate you checking in. Good morning. It's Tim Snow with Mr. Lee A. Larry, Ph.D., uh, 42 years on the inside, denied parole 26 times, life sentence. Man, he's right here sitting next to us, dead man walking. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, it's good to have you here. We had, a, we had some fun last night. Hopefully everybody caught our lives that we did, but if not, here we are again. Tell you a little bit about Mr. Larry's story. Mr. Larry got a life sentence at the age of 21, and he hit prison at the age of 22 and served 42 years straight. No breaks, no parole, no anything like that. And uh, Mr. Larry's one of the very few men in the United States of America that emerged from prison with a PhD. It's pretty spectacular. Mr. Larry actually uh, does know a couple other men that was in prison with PhDs, but I don't know anybody like that, and I don't know any other, anybody else that knows anybody like that. So I guess that would be birds of a feather. Mr. Larry, how many people have you ever met in your life that had a PhD in prison while they got it in there or they got it before there? I met about five. Five guys? Yep. 
the five men with the PhD, how did they have it from in there or did some come uh, in with had it? it from inside. A white guy from Dallas named David Gene Morris. He had a doctorate. He's smart as hell. What was his degree in, do you remember? Uh, psychology. Okay, wow. So, could you imagine being around an inmate with a PhD in psychology playing with your mind? Was he playing mind games with folks? No, he, uh, he was just a guy, got a life sentence for capital murder, and he, he really focused on how to get out of prison. He wasn't even into the prison game shit. His family got money, he ain't got to play the prison game. He know he's going to commissary every time. He ain't even worried about it. I got you. I got you. So, uh, basically, he was he was a man. He was trying to use his brain to get out. Did he ever get out? Yeah, he made it out. Well, that's good. That's good. Glad to hear that. What about uh, the guys that got their PhD? Did they get them before you or after you that you met? Uh, well, Marsh got his before I did. And uh, the, the black guy I was on Rams one with. He had a doctorate, and he worked for the University of Houston as an inmate. He taught one of the college classes oh. for the University of Houston. They got him out of prison. He had a life sentence. When he got out, did he continue to work for the yeah, college? Yeah, he continued to work for the college. Oh, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, uh, Do you think nowadays, is there anybody in there working towards that? Do you think anybody else in the future will come out like that? Or well, is it hard it's, now? It's too hard now. They didn't change uh, budgeting criteria. Well, a lot uh, allocate a lot of money toward college. The main thing, they don't allocate money toward old guys. You're over 26, you got to pay for your college. You're under 26, they make sure you get all the loans and everything. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so when you get out of prison, that's attached to your parole. You got to pay for all that damn college along with your parole fees. If you don't pay that money, they'll violate your ass. Really? Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. Dang. Okay, well, so some might not even be worth trying for some of these young guys, huh? And it's too hard now. They don't have all the courses. Man, it'll take you 40 years to get a PhD. Yeah. What is it in the, in the world? It'll take about uh, 12 years, usually, isn't it? Something like that. No, it, it all depends on what field you're studying in in the university. That got a lot to do with it. Got a lot to do with your work habit because it's real time consuming. How you going to do all your research? Can you set time? Most guys going for a doctorate. Or older guys, right. they already got a master's degree, and uh, you got to you got to live. You got to pay rent. You got bills to pay. Do you have time to set aside to uh, do all your research? Right. And you told me something, man. That that uh, when you first told me this, this is one of the things that made me respect you the most, Mister Larry. But I also thought you were plumb crazy as hell. You told me, <coughs> excuse me, when they used to do lights out back in the day. You used to have to stick your damn book out the bars and read at night with the hallway lights and stuff like that. That's crazy, man. Uh, when when you were doing stuff like that, did they ever even try to give y'all students a consideration? Like, man, let's get these guys a lighted cell or anything nah, special? They didn't, they, didn't give a, they didn't give a shit about you going to college. They would ask you to enroll in college. And you had to do college on your time. You had to go to work in the fields all day and go to college at night. Now it's different. You get a lay-in, you go to college during the daytime. You ain't going to work in the fields if you attend college. Back then, they didn't give a shit. You was going out in the fields and pick cotton and go to college at night. Right. Nowadays, people are going to school to avoid the fields. So, That's yeah. Correct. Schoolhouse always has the air conditioner. <laughs> and you be on that hot-ass cell block and that nurse call you down there or the teacher call you, it's always a nice relief. 
you know what I mean? But uh, that's cool. Hey, I wanted to ask you something, too, and what a lot of people want to know, Mr. Larry, about your last... Well, I, I put on the title <laughs> 30 Days, but listen, when you got your answer back from parole, what'd you get? If I won, if I won, how'd it go?
What they gonna do on the outside, they could not even tell you. You say, we let you go right now, what you gonna do in the morning? He ain't got a clue. All he know is he want out of prison. He know he ain't got a plan at all. Right. I say, everybody there is not stupid. I say, I know some guys there you can go talk. They can tell you the latest financial news. They can tell you what the mortgage rate is, what the prime lending rate. I say, these guys keep up with stuff. From the inside. From the inside. I say, Absolutely. they know more than the guards. And, uh, you know, he said, you got to prove to me that you've been in prison. Man, I just don't believe it. He said, I do not believe it. Let me it. ask you something. Uh, <laughs> I got another line I want to go to with that, but Mr. Larry, I know some guys that did, like, two years and they walk around acting institutionalized eating ramen noodles out here and doing this crazy stuff man uh since you've been home how many ramen noodles you ate i made a couple times and i can make i can make a better spread out here because there's more ingredients than i could in a prison got better she got the cheese whiz yeah they don't even sell that no more cheese whiz you can put that on some dirt and it'll taste good yeah buddy yeah, I just wonder if you ever mess with them or not. Sometimes, man. I got some at home right now. It's Roman Newton. Listen, sometimes they're a good reminder, right? A shout out to my boy Alex Martinez, because listen, he made a post the other day with some noodles and shit. He said, man, every now and then I just like to remind I myself. I make me a Jack Mac spread. I make me a roast beef spread. I do it all the time. Well, we do it. You know what, man? We had it so good, Mr. Larry, in the feds. We would take, uh, we had rice, instant, <laughs> instant rice. You don't. You, you put the sprinkle a little bit of water on it, put it in the microwave, and come back with the Jack Mac oil, and you can fry it. And man, you literally make you some fried rice like the Chinese restaurant. Man, that was pretty cool when they showed us that. So we had it made with the microwaves, man. But so I wanted to ask you something. That yesterday I was off my game last night, man. Uh, y'all, Mr. Larry had me on them Coronas last night, and I wasn't. I wasn't thinking too good, man. But uh, I know we talked about. Denied parole 26 damn times. You know what I'm saying? Your first parole, you had to kill a man. Shit like that's going on. And you also told me that it only took you about two weeks before you snapped to reality about that life sentence, man. So we want to kind of add something personal, Miss Larry. Uh, when you were, like, young, man, say I would say just maybe about 25 years old, feeling like there's no hope. What the hell does a man like that think at night, Mr. Larry, when you just like laying in your bed, man? Were you dreaming this shit to faking a dream, or were you like thinking I'm gonna be to take over this fucking penitentiary, or were you thinking man, I'm gonna get out of here one day? Like at night, your private thoughts, you just didn't tell anybody. What was happening? No, in the seventies, Texas prison kept you so busy, you didn't have time to worry about your problems. You had a strict routine. You know, five days out of the week, you was going to work, and you was going to work hard as hell. You only had the weekend off where you could sit around and catch up on your letters and enjoy a football game or enjoy a movie, make your spread, sit in the day room, eat it with your homeboy. You didn't have time to sit around and mope on your other problems. Then I always looked at some of the other guys, even though when I came to prison, there was nobody in Texas prison being locked up no 30 and 40 years. That was only, they had mass murders, man. They would let these guys go on, mass rapists. Hell, they wasn't doing that much time. So wasn't nobody locked up no long fucking time. They were letting you go home. Then all of a sudden people start complaining about releasing all these violent people. And some of them would go out and do stupid ass shit and make the parole look bad. They didn't want to give him parole. So they, they cut it off. You had a violent case. You was not going home. Hey, Mr. Lee, that's somebody asking you a question right there. You want to look on your phone? You got it. Somebody's asking a question. Here goes Jason Black. I'm going to force too. So damn. 
I was thinking that Mr. Larry was going to say late at night he was laying up in his bunk dreaming about a girlfriend or dreaming about his problems, but in real life, you're too damn tired. They were working out like slaves. You couldn't worry about shit. That's crazy. Is that somebody right there? Yes, Casey. From Humble, Texas. Casey from Humble, Texas. Shout out, man. Salute. It's okay. We'll keep going while you're doing that. It's no big deal. And uh, Jason Black, I'm going to get to that too. That'll be next because I kind of want to know that too, the old school history. You want to talk about medical in prison. You see, because Harris County, it sucks. Naturally, a county jail provides the same service as, as a Texas prison. The Texas prison system got a bigger budget to work with. And I got to agree, it, the inmates make it bad on medical. You got some guys, because uh, UTMB got pretty-ass nurses. Some guys go to the infirmary just to masturbate on the nurses. That's their sole purpose, play like they sick, get in that hospital, and hope like hell there's not a lot of inmates in there so he can freestyle on these nurses. So if you really hurt, now I got to agree, they do let a lot of people die. There's so many guys there to be sick. I've seen guys die who they should have gave medical treatment. But I also have seen them give medical treatment, immediately called live flight helicopter or an ambulance, take them to an outside hospital if it's necessary. Uh, medical, I couldn't compare TDC to Dallas County Medical. It's totally different. TDC is much better? It's much better because they give you an annual physical. Absolutely. Uh, dental, everything yeah, you need. Dental. Well, what is Dallas County Medical like? Is it sucks? Like Galveston County was never too good. I haven't really... Dallas, uh, they'll take you to Parkland Hospital. They really won't deal with you, even though they got nurses. They'll take you to outside hospitals, take you to Parker. That's the county hospital. Right, right, okay. Trauma, you going over there then. That's how I was in the field. I had to go to Spawn Memorial when I got clicked on over there. So, they, yeah, they transfer you out there. Hey, Mr. Sir, we got a question here. Shout out Jason Black from Tennessee, man. He wants to know, and I do too, kind of, Mr. Larry, because by the time I got there, that was kind of dead, but all my life, through the 80s and 90s, we would always hear about these guys from Dallas and Houston having beefs and problems and stuff like that. And we see from your hat right there, we know you're a Dallas OG, man. What was going on back in the days? Was that for real? Was guys just mad at y'all and y'all mad at them? Because I've seen the riot happen behind the Dallas Cowboys. What happened? We are sitting there watching the Dallas Cowboys on Ramsey. And Ramsey is predominant Houston unit. Absolutely. All the building tunnels, all the turnkeys on Ramsey, Almost from Houston. They ran the unit. My lot, majority of Dallas guys, we work out in the whole squad. We work in the fields. So we was on the seven wing, seven east. And we sitting there watching the game. They call saying, whole ass cowboys. So Dallas dude said, I tell you what, next one of you Houston motherfuckers say something about whole ass Dallas cowboys, I'm going to whoop y'all motherfucking ass in this day room. Oh, so, man. so they all got quiet. So the building told him to say, uh, hey, man, uh, y'all got a problem. Y'all can go on to the back and sell it. So nobody didn't say nothing. So this guy went up again. Yeah, man, them bitch-ass cowboys. So hey. somebody got up and, and TKO'd his punk ass. So another oh, Houston guy no. got up, tried to help him, and we look out. We got a full-scale ride going on. Oh, my God. We got up. Everybody come running out to sale, fighting like a motherfucker behind Dallas Cowboys. Now, Dallas, we didn't have enough manpower to deal with Houston. So we had guys from East Texas. Oh, God. Yeah, they, they, they helped Dallas out. 
We got our ass tore up. It was too many Houston people. There's too many of them. Yeah, man. But you know what? Shit like then used to spread, but it was cont- it, it contained itself just right. on that wing. Right, right. Until it broke everything up. Say, okay, man, y'all want to argue about these damn cowboys? No more football. Turn the TVs off. Say, oh, y'all take your ass to your seat. Oh, man. So that, you know, if dude got up in the seat. So nobody want to do that no more. Y'all want to watch the goddamn no, game? No, we, we got back out later on. Oh. The guys got talking, hey, man. They squashed this shit so Billington said, all right. See, at Ramsey, you open it and unlock your own door. It's the only oh, really? unit. Yeah, it was the only unit like that. You lock your own door. Right? Oh. You had a key or something? Or you just latch and pull it shut? Yeah. Couldn't pop it back open, though, right? Yeah. Or you open, pop- door, open, close your door anytime you want. Oh, wow. You can walk in and out of your cell anytime. You can go in another guy's cell, but he got to give you authority to enter his cell. You, right, they right. better not catch you nobody else's cell. Yeah, they ain't play that stealing shit. Yeah, that's how that's how the feds were too, man. I actually, when I first got there, man, on my first day, I was wondering what the hell was going on because all the doors were open, and I was thinking, is this an in and out I'm catching or what? But it was like that all day. It really was, and actually, some of the guys in the weaker, smaller cars, they can't stand that, Mister Larry, because they're scared all day. They're waiting for that door to close and going to be safe. That's what that's what happened. The Texas guy got tired of. They scared of different gang members gonna come in the cell and and well, I know I don't walk by cell and just kind of glance over there three guys in there clicking on the guy beating him up. Yeah, so he go to complain to the warden. Hell, I wouldn't be getting beat up if you had my damn door closed. My cell, he said, I'm laying here asleep and these guys come in the cell on me. So they got tired of that shit and closed all the doors. Let me ask you something about this, Mr. Larry. This is for the new guys here. If you say uh. And what you think the last worst prison was when you left? What you think the worst one was at the time? Rock and roll and getting gassed up, messed up. Still something going on? It'd be Robinson and Telford up in uh, New Boston. Them two, too. And both of them have metal doors, though, right? If you had to be, listen, this, this is what I'm going to ask you, OG opinion. If you had to sleep on a place like Beto or one of the Darrington old schools with the bars, do you sleep with your head by the bars or your feet by the bars? Feet by the bars. You don't put your head by the bars. <coughs> Never put your head by the bars, right? Like cut your damn neck. Sometimes they do. Cause I know at Cofield, I done walked up to me and a youngster was gambling, and that sorry bastard didn't want to pay me. And, uh, and the major had stopped me out in the hallway and said, "Hey," he said, "You know old Barlow?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "I got wind. He's gonna try to stab you." I said, "What?" He said, "Yeah." That's the major told me. Damn. He said, "So." Uh, I advise you, you need to do what you're going to do. He said, go ahead and take care of your business with it. So I went and bought me a big can of goddamn water, put some magic shave in it, Roman noodle soup, and he's sleeping up by the bar. I went and dashed all that shit in his face. Oh, man. And he sleep with head by the bar? Head by the bar. I dashed all that hot shit right in his damn face. Damn. He was locked in. Yeah. Oh, man. What if somebody... But the hot water didn't do to him. All that iron and steel did the rest because... He running around there, he knocked all his damn teeth out trying to get out of that fucking thing. Banging in there. That's why I was going to ask you what happened after that. He just frilled up time, panic time. That major who they always talk about, well, he was a captain named Strange. A lot of guys did time. They know who this guy is. Captain Strange. He ran coaching. Captain he, Strange. Yeah, he ran more, more power than, than the fucking warden. Hey, he listen. Captain. Some of y'all that's been to Cofield, y'all can jump in these comments and tell us if y'all knew Captain Strange. I already know y'all will. You know what I mean? Hey, Mr. Larry, listen, when was the first time you ever seen somebody get their ass popped with a lock and a sock? Well, back in the day, they didn't have to use a lock and a sock. 
you really, if, if I, I figured out self-improvement, but if they give you freestyle, you can freestyle, anytime you've got a problem, you can take care of it. Guess what? you got less problems. Nobody's going to be sitting up all day knowing you can get up and break his damn jaw. Right. Ain't nothing going to happen to you. So guys, be real respectful. He know you can tire his ass up anytime you choose, or likewise, he can do you the same way. Because back then, they let you fight. If you had any kind of problem, man, you can take care of it. Now, they will tell you this. We don't want no fighting in the child, the church, in the schoolhouse. But sometimes they still were fighting there. If you fight in there, the turnkey is most likely going to whoop the shit out of both of you. That fight ain't going to even be worth it compared to the ass whooping they going to get you. Right. You man, you're disrupt, you're disrupting ass. everything. You're fighting in that child hall. That's crazy. Yeah, I believe it. Now, he's saying they fight the child all the damn time. Turnkey, though, they were used to that. They just coming in, walk, get them, and take them on the locker. They fight all the damn time that child somebody get hit with with the steel pitchers or with the steel trays. Somebody get hit in there all the damn time. Yeah. Then you go to oh, Ramsey, I, another thing class. too. When did they get rid of the uh, the dangerous steel trays and go to plastic? You know what? I was in uh, I was in Seg when they started that shit. The plastic one. You know what I liked about the plastic ones versus the metal ones, Mister Larry, is if they if it's you know, they have two kinds. They have the little flat ones that suck, but they also have the ones that stack on top of each other. And the ones that stack, at least they're designed to hold some heat in. You know what I mean? You've you got a chance of getting a warm tray, if nothing else, but it kind of sucks. But uh, another thing I wanted to talk about in Texas here, we're going to get into some, this is going to get into some of that good shit everybody want to know. Tell these people, what is a Texas food loaf? Uh, that's from the previous meal. They take it in the dining room, they put it in this big pot and mix it all up. They put it in the oven and bake it and cut it out into little squares. And that's what they feed you if you're on a uh, food loaf prescription for throwing stuff or flooding your cell. They'll give you food loaf for a week or so. Okay. Now, the breakfast food loaf is good. It's made out of pancakes. Man, it tastes good. The rest of that shit, oh, man. Oh man, you don't want uh, you yeah. might turn up greens and all that shit. So look, you're gonna get oh, you're man. gonna get some uh, pork stroganoff, some greens, some potato skins, and maybe some beans all mashed together and baked, huh? Man, oh my god, you ever had to eat them food loaves? No, I I tried it out. I had a guy when I was in uh, in Sig, I had got put on level three. I had lost my status, and I had smuggled in some food. So I told the guy, hey, man, I'm going to give you a soup for your breakfast food loaf. And I got it, man. That breakfast food loaf was good. I used to buy it from him every morning. That fuck was good. You know what? That's always in any jail almost kind of been my favorite meal, except for in the feds. They messed us over with cornflakes. But breakfast is always cool. And then, but it, it's always 3 in the morning. You know what I mean? And like they're helping you sleep through it. Right. Texas, it depends on the size of the unit you own, on what time you eat. Some... The big maximum security units, uh, like guys in California, all be talking about 180 design. All those type of units in Texas are huge. They hold over 2,500 inmates. They gonna start feeding at three o'clock on the dot. Now, just because they feeding at three, your wing might not go to five, but they gonna wake everybody up at three o'clock to yes, go to breakfast. So yes, you gonna sir. be sitting in the day room looking crazy as hell, but you ain't going. Don't let a fight start. That's gonna put you back at six o'clock. You've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. you got to go to work. you got to go to school or college. or uh, you got some type of lay-in here. You don't get no rest. You go in your cell and change clothes or change shoes, right back out the door going to your lay-in. 
You ain't had no fucking sleep. This ain't it ain't worth a damn. You need it. You gotta have it. You know what I mean? You don't have that. How you gonna defend yourself all day with no food on you? No stuff like that. What the deal is, Texas don't give inmates shit, so a lot of people in Texas do not have money. Hey, if you got money, you ain't got to go to none of that shit. You can have breakfast delivered to your cell if you got some money. For real, huh? Let's, let's get to that because you, you said that to me three, four times, and I did not talk on it yet. In the state of Texas, and this is for the families, y'all. This is for people. If your family is in there, pay attention to this. And this will be if your family's still in good standing with you. Pay attention to this, but... Mr. Larry, when you show up to prison, you got to throw your shit from the county away, right? You ain't taking that county nah, you stuff. you going to throw all that away. When you show up to prison, your trash slam dunking all your property. Anything that you have is gone. And you're starting over. When you show up to a prison, what do they give you, Mr. Larry? They give you a, a little blue razor that's dull as hell to shave with. They give you a little damn bar of soap like you find in a motel. They give you a roll of toilet paper. They give you a little cup like this is staple. It got a uh, clean uh, bippy or coming in it to clean yourself. And might have some toothpaste. And that shit gonna take all the enamel off your damn teeth. It's some pink looking shit. They'll give you that. That's it. They don't give you no fucking deodorant. They don't give you nothing. And they expect you to use this razor and be clean shaved because some units are strict. You're not going to eat breakfast with one hair on your face. They would send your ass back. You ain't going to breakfast. Yes, you, might, they would. you ain't going to wreck. You ain't going to shit if you got some hair on your face. You'll have some goddamn hillbilly right there at the door checking beards and mustaches. And if you got one hair on your face, you got to go back. And when a black man shows up, they make him start shaving, knowing he's probably going to get bumps, he's probably going to get some type of problem, and he's still got to do it with a funky-ass little blue razor and some live soap. You know what I mean? But now they're enforcing religion. They're respecting religion uh, observation. If you go in there religious thing, you can grow a beard. If you got a medical reason, you can grow a beard. So it's a lot of guys. Got so if your face bump up, you can grow full beards yeah, now, right? Yeah, one of my family sent me a picture of him with a full beard kind of blew my mind but he also wrote in the letter that he couldn't trim his beard is that true you can't do anything you just gotta let it grow wild is that still going hey if you can go in the barber shop and get the barber to do it i don't see oh. why you can't trim it yeah, yeah he told me it was some type of rule that they couldn't they couldn't i'm gonna find out i don't know it's the and yeah bill that could be saying don't guys know how to trim stuff with the razor blade in the, in the cone like you know how to cut hair like that. Oh, they, uh -huh. they trim it. You get somebody in your cell block. I know how to cut hair. Hell, he can trim your pussy. Oh, absolutely. A razor and comb fades, yeah, razor huh? razor yeah. Yeah. I, during, your, during your prison state, did you ever have any hustles like that? Like you're the barber man or you're the uh, making the food man or you just always had that damn no, good I job? No, I had to hustle where when I first got to prison, I didn't smoke. I didn't start smoking cigarettes until I was 35 years old. So I ran a store. What I would do is I would buy the burglar and I'd roll up cigarettes. You come to me with a full pack of cigarettes, full pack of burglar, and I give you 20 roll up cigarettes. Now early in the morning, we got to go to work. Guys that do not have time, and some of them field bosses were shitty. They would let you stop working to roll a cigarette. They say, you roll that cigarette on your time. You ain't going to roll it on my time. Oh, yeah, come out there with them roll. Come out there with them roll. So they be coming, they be lined up in my cell. Hey, man, give me two dicks. 
give me three decks and I sell little balls, shots of coffee. Especially at Ramsey because they got a big coffee pot, they got a toaster, they got a, a, a hot plate, they got all that on every cell block. Got a refrigerator. It's the only unit had all this type of stuff. You know, early in the morning, man, I'd be cooking breakfast. You smell ham and eggs and all that coming from my cell. You come yeah. right to me and I, I sell you a breakfast. So I had me a hustle. Nice, nice. That was a good one. That's some federal shit going on right there. You were way ahead of the game back then, huh? Yeah, somebody always was paying me to type stuff for them. Well, I could type so damn good. Man, I always need something tight. Legal documents, I need something. And they'll come to me, hey, man, I'll pay you this right here if you can do that. So I would say, hey, man, it's a dollar page with me. I'm going to type that shit. It's a dollar page. Oh, that's high, too. Yeah, that's good. Hey, do you remember, Mr. Larry, when they guys could take your commissary radio mess with and you can hear the TV stations in your cell. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That's something they don't know about. Texas inmates used to have radios. They take them dead apart, twist some stuff in there, do some things, and they could listen to the TV in their cells, man. Well, see, one time, at one time, Polunsky had this church organization. They put TVs in the cell. Wow. They had the TV rig where it would only pick up Christian programs. Are you serious? Yeah. Everybody got one? Everybody. But you got to watch this Christian. That's the only damn thing you can pick up. So them youngsters are smart. They got slick and figured out how to watch HBO and all that shit. They oh, they beat took, that up. They kind of took all the damn TV. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you know they ain't going to work. They, hey, when we were young, we found out how to have HBO for free out here. So you know they figured it out in there, man. Damn. Freddie, got any questions you want to ask them, man? We got my boy Freddie. Freddie. Pretty been down too. We got him here to participate, man. Any old school questions you want to ask? Thank you. Um, any Mexican shit? Anything, though? <clears throat> you went at a young age, so did I. Not talking about how ago. Come right now. Yeah, what were, you, what were your thoughts whenever you were first getting there, man, on that bus? When they told you, man, you had to get off that bus. Well, you know, when we loaded up that morning, at a, at a at diagnostic, and uh, they already had told us what prison units we're going to. And I was living on the first offender end of diagnostic. Ain't nobody on this end of diagnostic been to prison, so nobody can't tell you shit about one of the units. I had to remember everything they told me from Dallas County Jail. So we got on the bus. You know, back in the day, TDs, uh, they didn't handcuff you on the bus. Mm -hmm. You just got on the bus yeah. with all your property. No handcuffs, no shackles, no nothing. Just get on the bus. And uh, a lot of these guys was talking. You got Ferguson, Eastham, and Ellis. We ride the same bus. If you're in that bus, we know you're going to Ferguson, Eastham, and Ellis. First unit we'll pull up to is Ellis. Because it's right outside of Huntsville. They let Ellis guys off. A couple guys get on that's going on bench warrant medical. The next unit we'll go to is Ferguson. And they go around, come back, and he sounded the last stop. And, uh, and I was noticing, because at the time, Ellis was a hard fucking unit. I noticed all them Ellis guys didn't do no talking. No shit on shit, the bus? No. Mm -hmm. All them guys just Did they look like they were sad or they look like they were ready for war? No, they know it's serious. At Ellis, they do not play with you. Mm -hmm. It's just like he said, they beat the fuck out of you. Got bad ass building tunnels and turnkeys. They had a building to that uh, at, uh, Ellis named Sinbad. When you go into Ellis, you're going to get to meet Sinbad. This big black fucker standing in the hallway, and he will beat you to fucking death. What, what, uh, what unit was Butch 
Bucks ain't working. You get East Ham. Oh, you East Ham. East Ham guys the same way. It's quiet. East Ham was no plaything. It's serious business at East Ham. You probably, if you get transferred there for disciplinary, you're going to get your ass whooped the first five minutes at East Ham. They're going to beat you up. As soon as you get off the bus, you're getting beat up. They had that old crazy-ass major. He already read your record. He know all about you. Oh, you talking about Burson or whatever? Yeah, Burson. Yeah, he got five or six big-ass building to him. White and black standing out there. When you went over there to uh, East Ham, how old was Major Burson back then? Was he like old school, been there forever doing this? Old, old oh, my ass, God. Man. So he's old, messed-up old-school cat, huh? Yeah. He is a fucked-up major. I'm talking about crazier than a Bessie bug. Yeah. This son of a bitch is crazy. He come in the dining room sometimes. See, he know he's bad. He stand up on the table in the child. They used to wear these old cats, hats. You see like an army general wear the cap? That's, that's what TDC guards used to wear. Mm-hmm. They didn't have these nice caps they got on now. They didn't have that. They had hats look like a conductor or what an army general wear. He'd be standing up on the table in the child just looking with his arm folded, just staring. You know not to look at this crazy-ass face. He unpredictable. You don't know what the fuck he might do. And he ain't going to jump you himself. He's going to have them whoop your ass. He's too old. He got some yeah. big boys. Yeah, he, he'll tell you right up front. Hey, I'll have your ass killed. He don't even bite his tongue saying that. He said, man, I will have your ass killed. Like he told me my second time back at these He said, hey, man, I don't know why Ramsey sent you back over here. He said, I don't even like your skinny black ass. I'm going to tell you that right now. He said, I don't like you. And I thought I had got rid of your sorry ass. And I'm just standing there looking at him. He said, uh, I guess we can, uh, we'll put you down on uh, on K-Line. No black dude at East Ham wanted to go to K-Line. Them white building tunnels down there is so fucking bad. No black, no Hispanic. Man, you don't want to go to K-Line. These bastards stand at the door. You're trying to walk in the wing. They give you about that much space to walk. You better not bump into them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And you better come back with everybody else when you eat out. Can't hang out in the hallway and visit your right, buddy. Right. No, they beat you up. Soon as you walk in the door, you get beat up. Nobody want to live there. Damn. So they put me to K-Line. But the white guy who run K-Line, Jerry Ray Bowling, the one with the who Newsweek magazine interview, if you ever look at it, you're seeing I, I seen the big photo. white dude. Right. That was him. KKK tattoo on his neck and a machine gun. He come up to my cell. He said, hey, Ace. He from Dallas. He talked real fly. He said, hey, Ace, what's going on? I said, oh, man, ain't nothing. He said, oh, what unit you coming from playing dumb? You know, you done ran my record. You know what the fuck you I said, man, I'm coming from, from Ramsey Warren. He said, oh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, the major told us all about you. He said, oh, man, if you have any problems over here, come see me. I take care of it. He said, hey, man, what you like to do? I said, man, I like to hang out in the hallway and visit my homeboy oh, yeah. and all that. He said, we ain't got no problem with that. He said, well, you want a punk in your cell? I said, no, nah, man, I don't fuck with no punks. He said, well, man, uh, you like to box? I said, yeah. He said, well, we got boxing gloves down there. He said, uh, man, we don't allow no fighting in our day room. He said, man, if you got a problem with somebody, you come out here and tell one of us. Y'all go to the back of the room, put the gloves on or with your fist, take care of your business. He said, but if you don't tell us, we're going to whoop the shit out of both of y'all. Right, right. Better yeah. get permission. Yeah, he was kind of cool. He kind of let me know that Major told him, hey, this yeah. guy here, y'all better leave him alone. Let me ask you this, Mr. Eric. Because uh, that was <laughs> always the theme, take it to the back of the stairs and shit like that. But the reason we take it to the back of the stairs is because we don't want to get caught. But they already knew. 
Were they making y'all go to the back just to keep that between y'all so shit didn't spread? Like maybe your homeboys get pissed off or something. Y'all were jumping to that. See, it's weird. We go back to the to the back to hide, mm-hmm. but they didn't have to hide and still went to the they back. They go to the back where they have plenty of room. Just plenty of elbow room. Yeah, because yeah, they're standing there. at the balls looking back. Okay. Looking this, at the fight. This is actually yeah. the, the back is the safest damn place yeah. to fight because you got room. It's like a square circle. Yeah, I got you then. That's what I was wondering. And it, man, it's so damn big on the units. You go to the back, they can't hear you. Yeah, for help, you're dead. Be a, when they be fighting, there'd be a couple of buildings in the standing there looking at it. And watching, huh? Yeah, watching. Sometimes the guy getting beat up there say, hey, man, that's enough. Like, they, they, like some buildings didn't allow wrestling. Right. Like wrestling nah, shit. Yeah, that's never they, good. They, they ain't allowed Hey, somebody here is asking about Luther units, Mr. Larry. What you know about Luther units? Well, it used to be one of the packs. I don't know if it was pack one or pack two. Probably pack two because they still... Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be Wallace and Now, one of them got old guys on it who's sick. It's medical because it's all dormitories. Pack. Pack two, they just said. They told us, yeah. It's all all medical. Uh, Yeah, look at that. Y'all, it's 34 people, but only 17 likes, man. Y'all hit that like button for Mr. Larry, man. Come on, man. He came 250 miles to sit here and do this with y'all. Hit that like button. Salute. That one guy asked me how long did I. What year I came to prison? That's 20, man. Come on, seven. 14 more. Y'all hit the like button, please. Come on, man. If y'all, we're still going here, so if y'all want to share this, help us out. Put it on your Facebook, and we're still going to go for a little bit. We're going to do this for a minute and then go get us some breakfast. Let's see. Nikki Nelms. Asking if you ever did time with somebody named Nikki Nelms. I don't know who that is. Who is Nikki Nelms? Where are they from? Help us out. Could be. One thing about it, you know a lot of things that people don't understand is when men go to prison, most of them get a nickname or some type of uh, call you Dallas or something. You know, it's like, like you got to well, really know a man. The crazy called, name I didn't heard was Shot the House. Shot the House? Shot the House. Did he hit the kids? <laughs> one day a uh, guy was t- uh, I was at Styles and the guy said hey man a little punk come fell out of place cause he didn't Styles they'll put punks anywhere right. general population anywhere so he can walk inside of a dorm they don't know if he's not supposed to be in there mm-hmm. all he gotta do is don't have no makeup and shit on Right. just look like a punk was walking in, they ain't gonna say nothing. Guards don't know where you come right on over to my cubicle and say, Hey, uh, my husband need to talk to you. I want to buy a phone and, 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 and a can of burger. I said, Well, who did you bring any money with you? Right. He said, No, I didn't bring no money. My husband got the money. I said, Who is your husband? He said, Shot the house. <laughs> I said, Who the fuck is shot the house? He said, That's my husband. And he's a bad dude. Don't make him mad. I said, Ooh, I'm scared of your husband. Shot the house. I said, I'm scared of that son of a bitch. Man, I went on that little old black dude about this fucking beat. Because he got money. He got plenty of fucking money. Hey, yeah, say, man, I'm shot the house, man. If my punk need anything, you give it to him and I got you. I said, say, I don't roll that way home. I need my fucking money. He said, man, I'm good. I got money. That fool pulled out about eight grand. He said, I got money. He said, what the phone going for? I said, well, I had a T-Mobile smartphone, and I wanted 800 for it. 
since he tried to brag about how much money I said, twelve hundred. Hell yeah, I bitch ass dude counting out twelve one hundred dollar bill. He said, now how much is a can of beer? Really was fifty dollars. I said a hundred. He gave me a hundred dollar bill. He said, now if my boy need anything and I'm not around, he said, you give it to him and you come find shot the house. Go shot the house where he live on a punk cell block. I run this motherfucker. I'm looking at you, little bitch. Oh, <laughs> shit. If you come over there where we live at, they will rob your ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not steal. They will rob take you, dude. They'll you take got. every damn thing you got and then fuck you. Hey, you I, get fucked. He knew where he was supposed to be. He's he running it where he's supposed to be. Let me fix this up real quick. Excuse me, y'all. Let me drink this, man. Thirsty as shit. Let me make sure everything is live, too. I think we got it all right. Got some good questions for you. Okay, I got a question for you, too. What is that? Somebody hitting you up? Let's see what no, he's telling a message. Good enough, you see. Okay. What this person was saying, he, he now, he was from Navasota, Texas, and he had a life sentence named Golden Boy. So they called him Golden Boy. You know, had his friend did some uh, Dolph Risco. Hey, listen. Uh, see, I don't, all them little medium custody units, I ain't never been to one. Briscoe, Gibb, Lewis, all them type of units. I ain't never been on none of that shit. I was on maximum security units. Yeah, I ain't never. Time. You know what? In Texas, those medium security units got more fucking razor wire than a maximum security. Yeah. You look at all that yeah. fucking rolls of wire. Yeah. Then you go look at Styles unit. Ain't all that fucking wire. They got one. Yeah. And these fuckers here got life. And ain't nobody at Gibb Lewis got no life sentence. They don't even sign you to no unit like that with life sentence. But they wonder how the Texas 7 got out. Come on. Hey, Mr. Larry, how many, how many, uh, I ain't seen none that I know of, but I haven't been very many. How many prisons in Texas, they have the big walls, like 40 feet walls. They ain't got one. That's Huntsville walls. The walls don't want the walls. That's it. And it actually does have a big-ass wall, too. I, I've been there and forgot it had a big wall. Well, see, Texas prison is designed like California. They 180 designed the new maximum security prison. They just don't have guns inside the building. Mm-hmm. But it's set up where they could have guns. The way, the way those paws designed, they could have guns. And one also really could control because they, they can shoot in all three sections. Everything with that one gun. Yeah, one gun. But Texas don't like guns inside the, the, the uh, inside the perimeter. No, I couldn't believe that. They say the guards in California <laughs> walk catwalks with guns yeah. and shit. You know That's why all them guys be saying a 180 design level four yard. They got guns inside the prison. Mm-hmm. When a Texas prison, a maximum security prison, ain't no guns gonna be inside that prison at all. No, no, man. You know how quick they be trying to take the guns around here. Hey, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. Oh, uh, I got a question for you on Smith Unit. In like 01 or something, them Tongo Blasts and a bunch of Crips got into it. And they they say, the media anyway says that that's the most serious riot Texas ever had where they broke in and took the garden tools and all kind of shit like that. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah. Well, what was the rest of the system like when that happened? Was people mad about it other places or it just wasn't no. even no big old deal? Because Smith Unit's way out there in the Mesa, West Texas. And you're in the East Texas Unit, you don't even know what the fuck is going on in the Mesa, Texas. Right. Because ain't nobody from Smith Unit going to be getting transferred to East Town. Yeah. Ain't gonna, that's a medium custody unit. Yeah. Even though we got a high security there, it's right. still a medium custody unit. Right. They ain't going to be sending little young guys over to East Town. So you ain't going to get to know what type of unit this is. We heard about it on the news. Then, you know, Texas suppressed 
all this shit. So a lot of shit happened in Texas. Absolutely. The media never know about it. They keep everything in-house. An official blackout. That's, right. that's part, of, part of a conspiracy. That's not an accident either. You know what I mean? Uh, let me ask something else then. That leads to some better <laughs> questions. I'm doing better in my brain today. Uh, what is the category or style of communication between different prisons in Texas? Is our people actually today? You told us before in the past that when the AB and TS and Mexican Mafia were starting back then, they still were writing each other, telling them what's going on. But is there even an ability now other than cell phones? Maybe cell phones is probably how it's happening, huh? No, they're doing it from the, from free, from the get. Uh, free world people? Free world people come and visit. Okay, that's what you take this letter, or do do it another way. He'll write a letter, and he write it to his sister, and she'll know to take that letter, maybe rewrite it, right. and, and she'll know where it's going. Yeah. That's what we did. That's what I always did. Yeah, so, shout out. Hey, listen, also, I got to send a big shout out to Broderick James, y'all. Uh, I'm tripping, man. I should have did it last time. Broderick Finger James from Lamar, Texas, y'all. He's the guy that's doing the uh, logo for Mr. Larry. I'm going to have him do some stuff like that. I actually didn't even go over there and pay him yet. I was supposed to, so, Broderick, I'm sorry about that. But I'm going to bring you plenty extra. And Broderick's info is going to be on the link and everything to this, too. If any of you guys need any cold graphics, any video shit, anything like that, see Broderick, man. Well, I'm definitely going to link up. He's uh, locked up in the North Tower in Dallas. That's where you got all the violent case aggravated. And oh. you're talking about out of West Dallas, dude can bite so good. Oh, yeah. yeah West Dallas, you from West Dallas, you're going to be tough. I thought, I thought yeah. South Dallas yeah. had them hands. They do. you got to be tough in them neighborhoods. Man, you go to school, them fools take your books, your money, Shoes, everything, take all your shit from you, man. You got, you gonna learn how to fight over there. Hell, the damn girls is bad. Oh, yeah. Girls is bad over there. Girl, jump you. Three or four of them hoes get together, they'll beat you up. They'll, they'll rob your ass. So, you know, that's why at one time when Cofield, when TDC was changing, the warden at Cofield, he said, the reason white inmates are having so many problems, got all these young black dudes from straight hoods. They come to prison tough in Dallas County. They automatically, you tough. I don't know about Houston. Dallas, you're going to fight like some, but you ain't going to eat. They'll take your damn food in there. Yeah, that's how Harris County was. They ain't going to have no food. They will eat your food right in your face. Tell you, man, get your punk ass over there and sit down and eat your trick. You ain't got no fucking money. Yeah. So uh, you're going to learn how to fight. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to all of our Texas old county jails were kind of like that back in the day because we had no cameras, no, no man walking through, no nothing. And Dallas is a vicious city. People actually, I posted that the murder rate in Dallas is so close to Chicago, it's crazy. Nobody believe me, but it's true. They're dying all day in Dallas up there for a dollar. I'll kill you for a dollar in Dallas. Same thing in Houston, man. Oak Cliff. Yeah, Oak Cliff, That's South Dallas. It ain't nice in the cliff. No, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was locked up with a lot of people. That's what I was saying. Say None of the Crips. Now listen to this. Oh, Freddie, you know as a man coming out of Galveston down here, we're going to run into so many people from Oak Cliff, South Dallas, West mm -hmm. Dallas, yeah. and they're all their own gangs too, man. Like, uh, the guys from Oak Cliff, yeah, they're, they've all been rock and roll, so we well, don't... you know, Oak Cliff is, is the largest neighborhood in Dallas. Yeah. Mr. Larry, what was, what was Oak Cliff like when you were growing up? All white people. Was it all nice, white people? Nice homes, nice mm -hmm. schools. Did you live over there back then? Yeah. We lived over, my mom, we moved over there in nineteen sixty six. Laid back. Uh, like the guy last night said he went to Sock. That's South Oak Cliff High mm -hmm. School. That was a white school. There's no blacks going to Sock. 
and he integrated. As blacks was moving in, white people were moving out. Moving out, yeah. Right, that's how it is. Blacks moving in, Hispanics moving in, white people moving out. But that's how it is in Lamar. It's white people living in Oak Cliff, but they live over there around the golf course, nice homes. Now, over there where I live at, man, the only thing you'll see is white women. And they belong to a Hispanic guy. Or a black guy. She ain't over there freestyling. Just walking around like she own all hell. She ain't doing that. Yeah, she own she belonged to some fucking body. Yeah, she had that. Yeah. They shoot over there all the damn time. Hey listen, in Dallas in Houston we got a street called Bissonette. And Bissonette is like the stroll, man, like on T V. Like in Las Vegas. Y'all got a big stroll in Dallas like that? Well they had Harry Hines. It was like that. They shut it down. Man, Bissonette is so wide open, this area. It's worth just seeing one time in your life. It's unbelievable, man. They got this, it might be a hundred chicks just walking back and forth all out there, man. That guy's all out there. And we've actually had one or two guys from Galveston go up there and get rich on Bissonette, man. It's crazy. But then end up. This guy from Memphis, Tennessee, he brought back memories. He asked me, did I know any guy from Memphis? Yeah, I know the guy. He was a pimp. His name was Big Hand. Big Hand from Memphis. Big Hand, he from Memphis. That's something that's crazy in the road, though. Had a lot of sentence for raping this pretty <coughs> white chick and made a boyfriend watch. Oh, yeah. Took three fifty-seven magnum, stuck it up in the woman's pussy. Oh, and I was talking about, is he going to make parole? Dude, they let him go. I, I Googled him, didn't let him out. No, let sir, you're not making parole. Hey, what was that dude that here did that, Freddie? <coughs> that black cat that was the... We had one here, uh, Mr. Larry. Look what he was doing. He was jumping out at the park, raping the girl and the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was pistol pointing them and having sex with both of them. And then he's the damn clown that, hey, you clown, you're the one that messed everything up in the county because he had a friend that was going to take his DNA test for him, Mr. Larry. He was about to beat the case because his friend was swapped armbands on him. And after they caught them, now all armbands have to have a picture. You know what I mean? Because these dudes did it, but it's some sick bastards. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you a slick move that I seen, and I I couldn't I should have figured it out after the shit went down. I figured it out. I was at Styles. No, let me see Styles. Styles of Polunsky. God damn, let me get it right. No, Polunsky. And this guy from Dallas. He killed his grandmother and took her Cadillac because she wouldn't let him use her car. And he riding around with her in the trunk. He had a twin brother. He used to come and switch out with him in prison. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Now, I knew. I used to go over on his wing all the time and gambling on chess. And he played chess. Be different man every time you're playing? No, he'd be lost. I'd talk to him. i said, hey, man, uh, you ready? He'd be looking at me, ready or make me remember. I said, man, remember we was playing chess? He said, oh, no, man, I don't feel like it right now, man. That's his twin. Yeah. 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 Are you serious? Yeah, they were switching out. Yeah. Doing a life sentence on installment plan. Yeah. Because they could go do that home thing right. Yeah, how he got caught up is some of those women in visitation pay attention. And you, when you see a police motherfucker working, you know not to do that. They look yeah. under the tables yeah, yeah. for the little movement mm-hmm. under the tables, all yeah. this shit. So she see him going, one going there, free world restaurant. And look and see the other brother go in there. She know, no, wait a minute. White cold inmate do not go in this restaurant. Right. This is three world people. And she figured it out. 
Went switched out in there. He switched out. Now he did that for a long time. And after he got busted, I said, man, I should have known that. Cause I would go up there and talk to him sometimes. You were slipping like yeah, a mother. Yeah, another man. guy, he lost like hell. He don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, ah, you thought he was just yeah. nuts. Yeah, I bring up a conversation. He really, he really scared shitless. Yeah. Oh, but you, you know. Like, what the fuck hey, listen, man. What you know what? God damn, though, that touches me, bro, because my brother did die in prison on that G3 shit, and I swear to God I would have did his first 10 years for him, Mr. Larry. You know what I'm saying? So if I hear about a man and he went and did some time for his brother, that's pretty real. You know, I would have did his 50 for him, but I would have did that little first 10 because he couldn't. It was yeah. hard. He wants to give a shout-out to a guy named Tim uh, Timothy Lewis. He's on Beto. Okay, shout out Timothy Lewis on Beto. Hopefully he's on that south side over there, not that north side. That fucking north side. He's got 25 side, years. So. He'll be up for a parole in, in uh, 2027. Okay, yeah, we've got our fingers crossed. Hey, Mr. Larry, we got somebody right here. Even though it's kind of obvious, they want to know, why do they call Darrington Chocolate City? They call Darrington Chocolate City because it's ran by black people. Uh, the guards is black. And... Uh, all the wardens, everybody's black. Half a man from Nigeria, huh? Yeah, now they, yeah. Now they're yeah. from Nigeria. But yeah. back in the day, they were just regular black. Yeah, they were from Houston, Houston, and, from Houston. And, and Missouri City. Can you tell and us about that, Mr. Larry? Because people don't even believe that. I told somebody one time, what's going on? We have actual real prisons ran by Nigerians, huh? Well, quite a few prisons around Houston is ran by Nigerians. The yeah. Just the units mm-hmm. ran by Nigeria. With heavy accent, Nigeria. Yeah, I mean, and guess what? They don't like no black. They worse than a Ku Klux Klan white. Yeah. Them yeah. Nigerians sorry, black, big feet, song bitches ain't want the fuck. Yep. You know what I would hear them say a lot? The state jail was full of them. Uh, their favorite thing to tell a black man was, you got a slave name. They would tell them they got a slave name. Here come the black people tell them, go get on your zebra. And honest to goodness, they was the main people in the prison having a problem. It wasn't even blacks, whites, and Mexicans. It was the sorry-ass Nigerian guards, man. They were weird. They had a Nigerian major and Styles named Major Wee Wee. Oh, shit. As soon as I met that son of a bitch, well, you know what? I had a bad attitude when I went in to see him, and really he was cool. Oh, hell. Yeah, he, he got me in the office. Wasn't you know, bad as he thought. No, he, he said... Sit down, man. Let's kick it, man. You like them hoes, man? I said, yeah. He said, I said, man. He said, you ain't one of them dudes that want to have plug them out of jacking on, off on my, on my females, are you? I said, no, nah, man. I don't jack off on them. I said, I'm going to fuck them. I'm sorry he said, hey, that's my, you my kind of guy. He said, Cause I don't like guys who masturbate. He said, go on and ask the woman for some pussy. Fuck y'all. That crazy ass shit. For real. Then he showed me. He said, hey, man, uh, you know what? He said, I'm going to help you out. I'm looking. He said, you can ask anybody about Wee Wee. He said, I don't do no lying. He said, if I tell you I'm going to help you, that's how I got out of sale. Really? Through this man here. He told me one day, he seen me in the hallway. They were taking me to medical. He said, damn, they still got you in lockup? I said, Major, they told me in classification they ain't going to never let me out. He said, that's bullshit. He said, you don't bother nobody. He said, man, I ain't never heard you talk back So that's how you got out your 10-year bid on the set? Yeah, that's how I got out. This man went in there and talked to him. I was up for my six-month hearing. And I seen him, they were taking me to the hearing. I'm handcuffed. I said, say, Major, I'm going to the hearing. He said, yeah, I haven't forgot you. He said, I haven't forgot. So I'm standing here waiting to go and see Huntsville classification. And he went in there and talked to him. Yeah, and they okay. called me in. That lady from Huntsville, the classification officer, she said, hell, I cannot let this guy out. 
She said, look at his fucking record. She said, I'm going to tell you what, man. She said, I'm going to take your record back to Huntsville with me, and I'm going to show it to my boss. <laughs> he got to make that decision to let you out. The major said, I will sign for this inmate here to get out. He said, this is an old cat. You know, bother nobody. He's one of the best guys we got in lockup. He don't masturbate on a female guard. He don't throw shit and piss, flood his cell. Mm -hmm. He don't do set fires. He don't do none of that kind of crazy shit. And he said, so I'll sign whatever to get this man out. That's awesome, man. So one, about two weeks later, I said, man, he Shout out, out Wee Wee. Well, he, he died. He had a heart attack. Damn. They needed him. He, he, he was hard on female officers. Well, well, he did not babysit no female. Well, he was in uh, Styles. He was what you said, lieutenant. He's a major. A major, that's major. Yeah. Then he don't, he don't, he don't, he don't. A pay major is either. major. Yeah, that's I ran to him one time and I had a conversation with him because I, I was in prison from 1994 to 2004. You and, been in Styles? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said one thing to me in '96. In 1996. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, he says, young man, come here. He goes, man, you writing, I'm cussing at my notepad, I'm sitting here writing, writing letters to this female. And he goes, say, man, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, I'm not in good conversation right now. I said, you're going to get cussed out fucking with me right now. He's like, no, 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 I just want to help you with your situation. I said, thank you, because I need another, another option. He goes, you know what, you're working yourself up too much. He goes, I hate to say it like this, sir, but if a woman in the Bible in the beginning in Genesis, what she thinks she's going to do to you? You might as well learn to fix yourself, man. Work hard on yourself. Rebuild yourself. Oh, he was because, a live officer. Yeah. yeah. yeah he he was, told me, this woman right here cannot do it for you. Just rip that letter up and don't send it. And that's what I did that day. Right. But that was the best thing, man, that, and, and I that ever happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Saying? Now, listen, man. You just said something right there, Freddie, about how you was tripping on email. And that's some, that's some stuff. Uh, my first two times in jail, single as hell. Didn't care. The last time... Man, you know, I left my chick with a uh, nice car, bro. I left it with the Lincoln on 20s, you know what I'm saying? I had a Mercedes when I left, still yeah. had that, had everything. This time, bro, it was totally different. And uh, believe it or not, the first two times, so much easier single. That third time, stressful. Mr. Larry, we talked a little bit last night about it, man. Can you tell us, and this is the women going to pay attention, man, what is the most devastated man you ever seen, like, from a woman? Like, suicides and shit, I'm sure. Huh, man? Get I mean, a lot of guys commit suicide. You really don't never know the reason why. You just fooled and hung yourself, or he jump off a three-row. Yeah. You don't really know why. You know, he, do they leave notes sometimes? No, nah, they know just, no notes. They say a partner might know. Why? I was once at uh, Polunsky, and they had this little Hispanic guy. He got into it with gang members. So they come up with a strategy. We all gonna fuck you. They had him way up on three row. And uh, he ran from him, and I don't know what made him go to three row. He should have stayed on one row. That's way too fucking high to be up on three row. And uh, they trapped him up there. And uh, he just went over there and just jumped over the fucking rail. Just head first or yeah. feet first? Just jumped. Then they had this one day, I came in from the law library. I see all the little blacks and Hispanic up on three row at the shower, all of them looking. That's why Polonsky, they put steel doors on these showers, keep them youngsters going in there fighting. Oh, yeah. You gotta unlock the door. The police gotta unlock the shower. It's the only unit like that. Ain't they got the unit? showers at the end of the run down there? Yep. Or they, they got a big milk. shower room in the middle? They milk. Sale block, four sales over here, four sales over here, and showers right go down there. like this. Okay. You know, I go up there to see what's going on. They got this little young white guy. 
in the shower. They done beat this dude all fucking day, man. I check his pulse. I said, man, got to get this dude some help, man. He going to fucking die, man. He bur I barely can feel the pulse. I said, hey, man, we just got through doing about 90 days on lockdown. Kill this fucking guy. We're going to be on lockdown for a fucking year, man. Yeah. So, youngsters ain't trying to hear it. And the warden, he's over in one section with the death row guards. So they got a problem over in one section. I live in two sections. And uh, he stays racking up in one section, making everybody go to their cell. So when they come to two sections, they pick the little white dude up and threw him off the three row. Oh, fuck. And his head hit that fucking steel table. Head down there came off. Boy, them look. In uh, front of the warden. Yeah, in front of the fucking warden. Man, Polanski was a son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. I've always and this wing here was so fucking bad. No white guys can make it on this wing. Mm -hmm. Everyone they put over there, that's what happened to them. Yeah. They go get big white dude, fat, tall, they ain't give a shit, could nobody obey but black and Hispanic. Now, guess what? Black and Hispanics got along just as good. Them youngsters be in the day room playing football. With an integrated team, I done seen them pile up 15 feet high on top of each other wrestling. Yeah, oh yeah. They didn't have no, but they have a fight here and there. But, but they got along. They smoked weed together. Shit, huh? Yeah, but when a white guy show up, that disrupt the whole damn harmony. <laughs> that disrupt. <laughs> well, God, there was no harmony no longer. Here goes this white guy sitting in the room with a black and a Mexican right now laughing my ass off because I know it's true. And, uh, hey, but listen, honest to God, too. I believe I could have made it on that one if anybody could have, and I don't know if anybody yeah, could have, but I would have got out there. one fight got I, I don't count him because he was a GD. Right, right, right. I, I so, don't yeah, that count him. That's why I said he held there, and he didn't have no fucking problem because he rolled with some dudes who go get out like a yeah, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. and he'll get out. White boy catch the square, paint with anybody, he'll fade in, he'll Look, give a damn about who you is. The dude that started the GDBD shit in Houston, all the disciples. I know all of those guys, like the originals in Houston, and they're a little bit older than me. And they are hardcore, honest to God. No lie, in the streets, they'll do a lot of crazy shit. So if somebody rolling in that prison, no matter what, and you're associated with them guys, it's going to be kind of like it was with me. But, see, this is what you're telling us, and this is what I want to say, and, and I know Freddie can vouch for this. We, we watch a lot of things, and no disrespect to the California guys, because, man, they go Viking, that's my friend, man. Some of them guys out there, I really do like them. But... Texas ain't like that, man. There is no white TVs here. There's no mm -hmm. fucking white power no. here. No. Your white power in Texas is not as very limited, brother. Nobody gonna be me out when you said about the AB guys out there back in the day doing their how Hitler's on the wreck yard and all well, that shit. Really, I didn't see that when I was well, down. You know what? It was, it was Amarillo. And Amarillo, by being way up in the panhandle. It got different fucking rules. Totally different. And all the crews. All the guards is almost Hispanic. Mm -hmm. All the guards is Hispanic. And all the Chicanos up there are from West Texas. West Texas essays are not like Houston and Dallas. Uh, and we're they, talking about Bill Clemens right yeah, now? Yeah. They, they, West Dallas and, and, and Houston essays are flat. So this why. Focus from uh, Odessa and a lot of Mahiklas. At uh, Amarillo, so it's gonna be ran different. It's not gonna be like another unit. And it, these white guys was not no threat. It was only about five of them. They was not no threat. That's why these guys let them do it. They really thought it was comical. They'd be out there doing their howl. Right, right. Dude, just be looking at them. Right? Dude used to say, 
you hoes keep that shit up, gonna whoop y'all motherfucking ass right, one day. Right. They used to tell them that they wouldn't say that they just high Hitler and going. All of them work at the same job. They work in the shoe factory. That's oh, where they make shit. the shoes at Bill Clemson down the road. They, every, all of them work in the shoe factory. And uh, they was not a threat. But the black uh, Aaron Brotherhood, he had a bad mouth. Well, he was one of the bigger ones. He was big, well, like big crowd. Big, yeah. big workout man. Yeah. And so the big old him. black, the big Aaron Brotherhood was the black guy. That makes yeah. sense as usual. Probably. And he <laughs> run in his mouth one day. And I was over there. Selling my packs, trying to make me some fucking money, and I got trapped in when they started fighting. Oh shit! The guard wouldn't open the fucking door and let me out, so I got to stay in here with this fight. Man, that dude beat this son of a bitch crazy. You know they wouldn't hit him. I know. They were standing there, someone had cried. Man, it sounds so stupid listening to them talk. Hey, Billy, come on in there, please. God, you'll help me, guys. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Help that bitch out. Help your sister out. Hey, that's what I was just getting asked. Yeah, no, they did not help him. <laughs> hey, look, hold on now. <laughs> this is the craziest part. They're daring them to help him, and they're not helping them. They're all weak as hell for that, mm-hmm. man. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah, I'll be listening to some of them guys on YouTube. I just be looking at them. I said, why the picture you at Polanski? You think the white clan is bad. Them young black dudes will hang your white ass mm-hmm. off a three-row and think nothing else about you. They will hang your Sit ass. Sit there and eat breakfast, too. Yeah. You do all think that nothing. old macho shit you put in that California. You come over here with that shit, you get hung. Yep. Well, guess who's going to get you hung? Another white guy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You're going to give press, your ass up. Yeah, you're going to press him, try to make him go stab this dude who he might know from the streets. Right. Yeah. Buy weed, smoke weed with him. That's what I don't like. You're saying, hey, man, that nigga, man. Oh, you should take care of this, and he'll go over there and tell them. And so, Boom. yeah, that's right. They're going to do your It's ass. done. Yeah, yeah, it's do done. Your you wouldn't do none of that. I'll be looking at him. You beat Macho on YouTube. You bring your wild, funky Billy Bob looking ass over here to Texas, and you'll see it's totally different. That California shit ain't going to fly. And we know for a fact the shit doing Texas ain't going to fly there. No. Yeah. A motherfucker like me would get killed at Forza. Yeah. Because, yeah. number one, I'm different than them black dudes in California. To me, I look at some of them black dudes out of California and say, all these bitch-ass dudes gay or something? That they new era like shit. That, that new, that new shit. Fucking dude. I be looking at them. I say, man, that's why someone be talking. I say, man, I don't want to talk to this dude. I just be checking them out. I say, if you always talking about Sereno, Serenos from this North Sereno's and Serenos. These guys, he'll just run over here and stab me. But I'm just a damn fool. I'm going to stand here like a fool. Uh, no, they coming. I said, that wouldn't fly with me. Oh, no. I catch motherfuckers at the shower, oh, and I might not get that many, but I'm going to kill me two of these motherfuckers. Fuck. Right off the muscle. What's going to happen to me later on, I don't know. But I guarantee you, I'm going to kill you. Once I see the situation is like that, I ain't got no other option. I'm not going to stand here every day being worried about it. I'm getting stabbed when I go to the wreck, y'all. Listen, Larry, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to do my time that way. Let me, let me tell you, I didn't even really tell you how this <laughs> went down on me, man, because... It's fucking hilarious. It's honest to God, it's hilarious when you see a man getting his ass whooped and he's yelling for help because it's fucking, nobody's going to help him. Everybody's watching. If they were going to help, they would help. That's you panicking. That's you not knowing what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. That's you doing something. But Aaron Truman is not designed to fight five people. Well, listen, 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 time, you know? When they got me in Beaumont, they did the bitch-ass shit, and I have not, I'm going to save this for my channel so it's going to be brief. They threw a fucking distraction by laundry. Got me on the other side. 
And I'll be goddamn if when I wasn't fighting them boys, I was yelling like, Houston, where you at, dog? Somebody come help. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I was fighting these fucking men, and nobody knew it was me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was the only goddamn white dude in the car. They just thought it was some other fucking white guy fighting. We're too far away. They isolated my dumb ass. And I was the one out there yelling for my homeboys to come help, Mr. Larry. I swear to God, so... It, all my life, it's been comical as fuck until that was me catching them boots to the face. You know what I mean? So that's a little lot of this, a lot of reason I even do this prison shit right now, man. I got uh, Freddie sitting here next to me. He's one of my brother's best friends, and my brother died on Bill Clemens. So like, when you're telling me about Bill Clemens right now, dude, I'm all ears and I'm zoned in, like more than any person watching. Bill Clemens is a place right now that you wouldn't want to be. That's where he was. Way up man. in the fucking pen now. Yeah. Weather is. Fucked up. You might go to breakfast in the morning. I mean, you got three feet of snow you got to walk through. It's so much ice, you can't even oh. see the damn thing. Hey, oh, listen, and you're three feet of snow. What are you wearing? You wear whatever you want to wear. It's well, your you problem. don't got nothing to wear. That's what I'm trying to sell. Them. Like really, they slick. All during the year, they give you extra duty. They never let you work it. You be going over there, hey, sorry, I want to work my extra duty. Nah, we ain't got enough people to, to work extra duty. When it's snow, Everybody's extra duty. Extra snow. duty to shovel that snow yeah, off the sidewalk. And they'll tell you, don't come out here in no flip-flops, shower shoes and all that shit. That's what you're going to work in. Oh. It's freezing cold up there. Lose it might your be toes, huh? 10 below zero. You out there shoveling snow. Well, man, listen on those units up there. Because, man, where I was, I didn't get shit but a green windbreaker, man. Did they get them something better? Yeah, they get you thermal in that room. I mean, you get a thermal with an orange collar or something, maybe, or something. That's huh? it. They give you two of them. That's not enough, man. I, one day, I, I was in, I lived in the dorms up there for a little while, and they got these big windows at the back of the dorm you can see outside. And I was looking out there, it was sunny, pretty blue sky. So I said, yeah, this is what I'm going to go to work. Uh, no coat, just a T-shirt under my shirt. That's what I'm going to work in. Guy said, hey, man, where you cold at in your thermals? Because they're passing out thermals up there in September. I said, what the fuck they passing out thermals? It's September. Right. Over by Ramsey Hill, it's still 100 degrees. They said, you'll see. Wait till next month. I said, what? This man, it's so cold up here. You ain't never seen no shit like this. So I went outside. That fucking hawk hit my ass. I had to turn around and go back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's what's up, because you're from Dallas, where it gets cold up there, too, and that's a whole other level up there, though, huh? Amarillo is a windy city, just like Chicago. The wind blow all the damn time. Well, you know, it's a high desert. In the summertime, when the sun go down, you really need a jacket, because you're in the desert, it gets cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it might be 102 during the day, but at night, it gets, it gets chilly up there. Man, and that's a depressing unit. Can't get no good radio station. Somebody tell me that's like a heavy sight unit, too. Yeah, they got a sight unit. It's heavy sight. They are 12 building. It's the Pantheo program. It's a step-down program from ASC. Guy's been in SIG a long time. They send you to Pantheo. You got to complete that program. Then they release you from SIG. Anger management and all that. I never even knew about that. Would that be something along with, like, renouncing your gang type shit? Or you just can still be? No, it's the guys. In order to make it to Pantheo, you already did that now. Oh, already. Game renouncing. You're going to be the graduate from grad. That's what it's called, right? Well, tell us about that. Because, uh, listen, all right, this is what I really need you to do, man, because I don't know a lot about this shit. My, my time is limited to death. Uh, we have in Texas the grad program. In California, they have SNY yards. Tell, I mean, what is that? 
because one, we know that if you're in a Texas prison gang in population, you're in hiding anyway. You're not out there just, uh, your tattoos disguised. You're not out there not chunking it up in front of the fucking people, none of that. But there still are in there, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So how does that work, man? Do you just, like, drop an I-60 somewhere and say, I'm Texas Syndicate and I want to go to grad? What the hell's going on? No, you got to you be an handshake. You got to... Write the gang officer at that unit. So you need to be confirmed yeah. first. Yeah, you got to convince this gang officer first that you're serious. And he got to go to Huntsville where the head gang officer is and talk to him before they move you to the grad program. And you got you actually got to snitch. You got to sit there and write about your homeboy, how y'all got drugs in, how you make hits, uh, the codes. They want to know all that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you graduated that's from grad, you can bet. You might tell other guys, oh, I gave them bogus information. Bullshit. Them gang officers, they don't oh, intercept no. so many kites and wheels. The, and they got a computer they can put it in that can interpret Spanish. That's yeah. man, and mm-hmm. you can't tell them no anything. They know they can ride with you by the gang. And they never lived in Oak Cliff. Can tell you, sit there and talk to you about Oak Cliff. Yeah, you know so and so, he lived over yeah. here on this street. Yeah, yeah. Like, How the fuck this man know this shit? Yes. Mm-hmm. He done his homework. Yeah, he hey, listen, when I came through the right. CDC, he said, <laughs> Oh, you're from Lake Road, huh? I said, No. Uh-uh. And it confused the man because from where we're from, that's the number one thing people say, and that's just not where I'm from. I'm just from the other side of town, and I don't claim that. So, But when he said that to me, I was like, what the hell? You know about something we was talking about since junior high, and it is true. It's some bunch of guys going through running their damn mouths and bragging, and they think they're being cool, and these guys are soaking up every info. You know I, I'll tell the guy that I say, if I was a gang member, I damn sure wouldn't go advertising. Mm-hmm. That's, man, there's no way I would put a fucking big ass tattoo on my fucking head. Say, oh, I'm blessed. I got a star. Man, come on, man. See, I, if you do any fucking thing, the cops gonna say this was gang related. You gonna say, mm-hmm. oh, Tungo blessed, not a gang. They ain't trying to hear that stupid ass shit. You're, you're a disruptive group. Yeah. You're not an STG. Yeah. But you're a disruptive group. That's good enough for a white jury. Who do you think that white jury going to look at you? You tattooed ass up here and you shot this man eight fucking times. Mm-hmm. And they going to get a prison and pull some of your records up. Bring some of the prison GIs up. And they say, yeah, we have a lot of problems out of Tongo Blast. They try to hog other inmates and run protection rackets. Dude, you get a life fucking sentence. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. You just gave yourself a life sentence. You yeah. snitched on your damn self. Yeah, every time. If I were, Now, i got to give a T.S. So a little credit. Sometimes they were slick. Yeah. They'll have a hit put on a motherfucker by the outside. Mm-hmm. Not none of they black or white guy come Yeah. And smash your ass. And you be trying to figure out why I'm getting smashed. They'll sit back. Let him take care of it. Right. Save right. they people. They, they don't want these people just go volunteer, get a live fucking center, or stay in for 20 fucking years. That's self defeat. What the fuck you gonna prove? How tough you are you locked up back in and say can't mm-hmm. do nothing. And you don't get money from home, man, you can do hard fucking time. All right, let me ask you something, too, You ain't got Larry. no money. You can't buy no speech. You ain't got no fucking money. Yeah, you out. Listen, uh, when I, I, I watch and I do talk about that California ass shit, they say that their Aryan Brotherhood out there only has maybe 300 confirmed members or some shit like that. And that they run everything with Iron Fist, blah, 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 stuff like that. In the state of Texas, I know you're black and everything, but you, you know what's going on. In the state of Texas, the actual ABT that's in the back back there in SAG all these years, what power do they even have in general population? No. Nothing, right? They got power. Now, I'm going to tell you this is how Texas prison is. 
If you get put in cell, you get put on the wing with these fools, they'll kill your ass back there. Mm-hmm. They know how to read them doors. Right. They know what police be slipping. They know how to slip out of them handcuffs. You ain't going to live on the wing with them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's why I listen to some guys in Tongue Blast talking about yeah, MNTS, how bad they treat them in population. I was thinking to myself, okay, them see them take you to Cofield and put you on an all-wing with TS and see what they'll do to your ass. Nah, yeah. They're going to tell you coming in the door, hey, motherfucker, you can't live here. They're going to tell you that right in front of the police. Yeah. You can't live here. We're going to kill your goddamn ass. Yeah. I guarantee you won't make it there two weeks. So yes. you can't brag about how tough you is out here in population. That's because these guys ain't got no homeboys to fight with. Right. Take your ass back there and let me see what you would do. We'll see Take that. five tongue blasts, put them on the wing with tears, and see what they'll do to them. No, let me see you go to Cofield, where it's their headquarters, mm-hmm. and then put you on, on P4 right there with them. Yeah. See what's going to happen to your ass. Let me ask you, this is what I need to get clear. <laughs> and, and he did say, I wasn't even going to say, Cofield is the home headquarters yeah. with TS. Everybody knows that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, I've been in SIG, we've all been in SIG, but people haven't. Describe, like, what is it like back there, man? Like, let me finish my question, I guess. Uh, when you're coming in, all right, Mr. Day, you, you didn't body bag somebody, man. And you're coming in to SIG for your first time, like, and this is not the shoe, like, when it was the 15-day shit. This is an 84, when you actually body bag this man. You got found not guilty. You got off legally free and clear self-defense. But you're walking into this fucking shoe, which is indeterminate, going to come out 10 years later. But what do you see? Like, listen, in, 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 the first thing in the feds, they put you in a little small phone booth-ass cage, strip you, and then they take you somewhere. Like, what, is, what did Texas do to you back then? Did you have a celly, or what did they talk no, to Texas, you? No, Texas, you don't have no cell. fuck was happening? Everybody's single cell. Everything's mm-hmm. single cell, Everything said. Everything's single cell. Okay. Now, when SIG first started, you had cell phones. That's what I'm wondering. Did you back then? Yeah. I was at a tree. I had a cell phone. You have cell phones. Was it, it probably was worse or better? I think worse, maybe. I don't right. want no fucking cell phone. If I got to be in here for years, I can't the sleep. fuck I want a cell phone to yeah, I hated it. Can't sleep uh, around him. Shout out, listen. Shout out to Big Slurp, man. My homeboy from Madisonville. Because I was locked in there like 71 days with Slurp. And uh, we loved each other, Mr. Larry. But man, man, Slurp couldn't stand me after about 3 o'clock every day. You know what I mean? Or, Next morning, we will pull again. It's too annoying. They let, you, they let you squabble. Cofield do. Oh, yeah. They got a thing called, when you go to the rec yards, now, if you cool with the police, he'll let you smuggle a knife to that rec yard. And this is what these, these guys keep all this cell water in there. in the dirt. They say, uh, you come get me, or I come get you. Come pop that bitch for you. Huh? No, no, you sit at the back of your rec yard. This guy climbs out of his rec yard through all that wire. Comes over in your yard, y'all take care of y'all business. Or you agree to go over in his yard. Police give you about five minutes. So you can climb over the motherfucking yeah. cages like mm-hmm. that? They give you about five minutes to do what you need to do. And after that, all hell gonna break loose. Like gas and you So here's ways back there you can get your ass hurt. Yeah. Now, it is ways also, they, Cofield, the balls are hollow. The balls are big. Cofield not designed like no other unit. Mm-hmm. Balls about that fucking big. But hollow. They hollow. You can easily cut through it with dental floss yeah. or a hacksaw blade. Wow. And the guys, they put hair grease, and they be sawing them bars out. When you come out the shower, you handcuff. When that police see this guy running with that knife toward you, he finna run off and leave you, even though he got drive for time. Right. I've seen it happen. Police take out running. The guy be saying, hey, take the cuffs off. Take that man. He's he leave his man. Huh? He just stabbing the deal. 
Now, I would listen at them dudes who blast. I said, you talking about what you would do to these guys, let them put you back there and see what they'll do to you. They will kill you like a dog, dude. Well, that's yeah. a mistake. You ain't gonna know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. You ain't gonna know when it's gonna happen. But I guarantee you won't make it two weeks. I can guarantee you. They get the police to set you up. And on Cofield and places like this, I'm, I'm trying to set the place, the, the time and shit for these people, man, because what are you describing is so crazy. So motherfucking crazy. They're crawling from, they're crawling from cage to cage and they're letting them do it, man. That's unbelievable that you can even get out of your cage because in the feds, there was no out. No way out of the cage. But listen, uh, in the back back there, do they have a whole ad seg for TS and then yeah. a whole ad mm -hmm. seg yeah. for yeah. Master That's where you're setting up. Yeah. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so this is Mexican Mafia seg, and on the other building is the TS seg. Yeah. And they probably, have you ever seen them cross them out on purpose, put them in the wrong ones? You piss them off, they will. They will, won't they? See, Cofield seg bosses. They don't take a lot of shit from the inmates. Some of them is cool. But you throw some piss or something on them, they got a policy Cofield. We're going to get your ass. They're going to insist on them. They're different from East Ham. When them officers over there, we're going to write you up. And write, now, that Cofield ain't trying to hear that shit. They're going to say, okay, motherfucker, you ain't going to never be able to come out of that cell no more. Never, ever will you come out of that cell. Nothing. And when you do, they're going to get your ass. And they, another trick is to get you and move you away from your homeboy. And put you over here with your enemies. Say, okay. Like, they take a black guy who pissed them off. Put him over there with Aaron Brotherhood. So let's see how you like living over here. And soon you come in and white dude tell you, Hey, fucking nigga. Go kill your black ass, you punk ass fucking nigga. Spitting on you and all that. Say, okay, now. Are they doing that for real? Yeah. 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 Let's, let's see how you're going to handle this. Wow. They put you right in a spot where you got to walk past all they sales to go to this fucking shop. All the way now, Cofield is so bad, they got this shield. They got to push like this. You right. walk behind yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But on every door, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And so what one of them guards would do would be walking and stop. <laughs> then you step out, one of them spear your ass. Wow, get your black ass out of my He paused on purpose. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Listen, oh, sell weapons. Now we're just going to go into all kinds of shit right now because we've got everything we got to hear, man. Sell weapons, uh, bow and arrows. You seen some badass bow and arrows before? Well, he had a white dude named uh, Johnny Murray. Uh, guys who've been in Sega Cofield, they know who this white dude is. A real bad white dude. I'm talking about bad. He is bad. Big old boy. He ain't that big. Bad. He just fucking bad. Simple as that. Bad. No martial arts. Get down with anybody. Don't bag down from shit. And uh, I was in the day room. Another little young black guy was in the day room. It's early in the morning. I know when you go in that day room, these guys are asleep. You don't go in there making all that fucking noise. They know what you didn't say. Right, right. They don't want you waking them up. Turning the TV up loud. That's when we had the TVs. So I got my TV turned down low. I'm walking around the day room. So he in there making all that noise, putting it on BET, singing that loud ass rap shit. So John Murray comes to the bar and say, hey, brother, will you turn the TV down, man? We sleep. That ain't how we do it over here. Fuck you, white boy, you bitch ass motherfucker. Oh, rawr, rawr. John Murray say, hey, brother, hey, you ever flew in a helicopter? No, bitch, I ain't flew in no helicopter. He said, you going flying one. Oh, my God. <laughs> he wasn't even thinking about this goddamn life flight, huh? <laughs> 
Oh, shit. He shot his ass with that bow and arrow, and he soaked the arrow and shit and piss where it's going to poison you. Oh, yeah. He hit his ass, man. That shit sounded like a twenty-two. Bow! Are you serious? Then he hit him again, and he went to scream. Motherfucker. And here the police come running. He went, that's when Texas had the sort team. So yeah. They got rid of that. These guys were black. Special operations yeah. response team. They, they had sort, sort officers come running in there. Who shot you? I don't know. He come from one of them cells. One arrow went through his neck. He went in line. Oh. Like, just like he told him. He said, you going to fly in the helicopter. And he talked to me. He said, hey, what's going on, man? I said, say, man, you got any Westerns I can read? <laughs> he said, yeah, man, here you go. Slide him over there, too. Cool as hell. Well, yeah, yeah. He ain't going to go for that bullshit. Hey, <laughs> 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 <I ain't> listen. <laughs> what the fuck were they making their arrows out? Were the arrows newspaper, too? Man, I mean, yeah. the, the, the actual dart. What the hell are they doing with uh, paper clips? Paper clips. And stuff. Man, I seen a guy make a, a make a blow gun. Man, that's just fucking sound like a twenty two when he when he, right. when he do it. He accurate. He be in the cell practicing. Oh, yeah, they shoot the hell out of your there's head. A, there's a, a definitely a true story, right? Another thing they had was poison. Make a spread. Uh-huh. And say, hey man, you want some of these sandwiches? Put shit in it and all kind of shit. Slide it down to you. Right, that's your favorite trick of Kofi. You better not take no food from nobody. Yeah. Better not. No, man. Police will do you that way. What they used to do, every time they get ready to change shift, these guys will flood the cell. And that makes the police have to stay over and mop all that goddamn water. You know, Kofi on the four rows high. Yeah. So if they do it up on four rows, that fucking water going all the oh, way down to one row. These men going to be here another four hours cleaning this water. They make the laws stay and do it? Make them laws stay and do it. So... What they started doing, the police got mad one day. It's passing out key. I live in the last cell. I always get that last cell. I had this uh, Hispanic lieutenant. Me and him real cool. I, I could move anytime I want to. I get that last cell where if I get a shit thrower next to me, I got the advantage over him because my, my tray slot open like this. Yeah, to yeah, his right, cell, right. I got the advantage over him. I can scald his ass. And he was going to the other cell. Yeah, he he can't even get your ass right. That's why I live in the last cell. Very <laughs> uh, thinking about everything. And so he got to me, pulled the juice, and, and the little white police, he know me, he said, Say, old man, don't drink the tea. I smell that tea, smell that straight piss. They done pissed in the goddamn tea. Oh, the guards God. did. Uh, Damn. They told you, though. Yeah, they, they told us, we tired of you motherfuckers every day. Flooding the weeds, say, man, we need to cause y'all being insane. So why are you fucking over us? Hey, Mr. Can we let you traffic and trade, pass shit with your homeboy. Sometimes they'll open your door. Sometimes they let you fight. Right. Open this door, and shake him down real good. See, he ain't got a knife. Open this door, shake him down, and say, take care of y'all business. He tired of all that org and shit. Let him fight. Mr. Mayor, you said something right there that, <laughs> that, that uh, is the silliest fucking rule I've ever heard of. What is traffic and trading in there? What do they call that? Everything. Everything. You ain't supposed to give an inmate Anything, nothing. right. You ain't supposed to give him shit. You can't even give an inmate a toothbrush or a toothpaste. Yeah, all that's traffic and trade. In the state of Texas, y'all, it's illegal for you to give your friend a deodorant. In the state of Texas, it's illegal for you to give your friend a soup. You can't give them nothing. And I'll tell you what blew my mind, Mr. Larry. In that feds, my very first week there, dudes were coming and knocking on the door, and they hand the guard two giant bags full of food and say, take that to my buddy. Guard walking right up to the cell, and it was legal, man. So, in the state of Texas, I don't well, see you could do that at East Town. Why would they? They would. They would let you do what it. What the fuck is the rule? Why did they stop me? Why is that illegal? What's going on? East Town, the supervisor over there was real cool. I always you thought. You go to them and say, "Hey, man, 
I just want 100 bags of coffee on this football parlay, and I need to pick my money up. Some of the lieutenants will say, drop me off a bag or two of that coffee. And he'd catch an old-timer who ain't got money, been there a long time, he'd give it to him. Cool, cool. But they'll allow you to do it. Now, this way you get in trouble, and he's saying, you didn't ask. They see you up at this window, and he's saying, all cell blocks got a window broke out. The reason that window's out, so they can pass shit through. They catch you at that window, you ain't asked. They just stand back and wait till you get all your shit, then they confiscate it. Take it all, huh? Now, you go ask him, hey, man, I need to pick this money up. He said, how long is it going to take? You say, man, I don't need but a minute or two. Said, okay, man. I want you hanging at the window. So every wing kept a window busted yeah. out just to traffic yeah. and trade? Every window. They, they fixed that wing. You busting that right back out. No, huh? they don't fix it. They, don't even, they know better. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And listen, on, on East Ham, like how Beto was, they had that long-ass block with the wings and glass walls. Did the old school ass prisons have a, like a glass wall where the turnkey could look in? How, how did the turnkey look in? Did he have little doors, windows? No, they got bars. Oh, so bars. Day room was bars to the hall? No, day room is glass. Glass, right. It's glass, but it's a door right here that's bars. Right, right. I'm He's saying day room is about like beat over, but beat over day room is bigger. He's saying it's an old ass fucking prison built in 1952. The day room over there is a little bit. Bigger than this fucking room, and that's for a hundred fucking people. Yeah, that's man. hundred fucking people. Now they got two TVs in it. Man, I just man, that's chaos. It is. Listen, how it was over there. It was ninety nine cells, thirty three one, thirty three two, thirty three three, and I had the end three. But people don't understand. They head count in a Texas day room, man. As you're going in, they're counting one, two, three, four, five. They stopped at 99 over there on us, or right at 100 or at 99, and everybody else had to turn back around and go in your cell. So literally, in Texas, with your cell partner, you have to have it understood, brother, you're going to go out in the mornings or you're going to go out at night. We're going to rotate type shit, and that's weird. You know that's what I mean? That's an old unit. They, just, they don't care about, care about capacity in the day room. They fill that fucker up. And it's jamming Sit on the floor, stand up. Like each of them, they had a thing of sitting up in the window. That's why I used to sit in the day room, up in the window. Oh, really? Right, oh, I see. I've never seen Step that. In the yeah, no, they weren't letting us do that. That's that old school convict shit. It's even cell blocks that he said are smaller because it's an old prison. You got some cell blocks. He only got uh, 18 cells on a row, three rows high. Oh, you right. go down to the north end, it's 21 cells, three rows high. Okay. It's it going to be smaller mm-hmm. than, a, than, say, a wing at the, at the wind unit, which the cell block over there is huge. Right. Uh, I actually seen. I want to say it was McConnell or Connolly I seen on TV, and they looked like a county jail, how their shit was used. No, uh, McConnell unit, McConnell, Styles, Telford, Hughes, Allridge, Bill Clinton, all of the same. All like that. All kind of the like same. a square with a day room in the middle or something. That's what nope. it looked like on TV. Nope. I don't know. It's, it's just like what California guys be talking about. That 180 design. Shit. The sales, when you walk in the building, say if you was going in four building. At Styles. As soon as you walk in, it's a desk right here. This is going to be E part, D part, F part. Right. You say you go on down to D part. They open the door, you go in, you're in the static port. You open the other door, now you're in the deep space. It's one, two, three section. In here. You go into two section, you go around the picket, walk in two section. This is three section. Hey, do they release one at a time and try to keep y'all separate? Is that what they were doing? 24 sales here, 24 here, 24 here. Three rolls high. So that really is some max-ass shit right there then. They They got it where they can really, if I ride or something, they can control it just to one section. 
Right. Them prisons are supposed to be designed for really one guard can basically run a whole side of one of them prisons by himself. Mm -hmm. So he controls the door. You ain't coming out of that shit yeah. unless he roll that liquid door. Your ass is not coming out. Now, it might be a way enough inmates can get together and turn that door off, but it don't look like it's easy to do. Yeah. And that glass is some kind of thick-ass plexiglass. That shit hard as a fuck. I seen guys try to break it. Don't no, even yeah, scratch that's just not coming. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I didn't realize the old units had the glass walls, too, then. Yeah, so that's crazy. Hey, somebody here is asking a question, and we want to talk about this, too, man, because it keeps coming up in the fucking comments. We know a long time ago that the Texas Syndicate had, they started in California. We know that. But at the same time, in 83, 84, they started down here. And you personally actually knew Popeye, you know what I'm saying? You say you live next door to Popeye, you brought Popeye to PAX. Uh, we got Keith on my on my Facebook story that he lived with Popeye for about four months one time. Stuff like that. Did any of them ever just say, I mean, like, we... They weren't connected with California at all that I know about. Where they, well, you how know, did that happen? The internal shit, I really don't know about. How the internal thing works. Right, of course. Me and him, we'll talk. We're talking about his business, and I'm talking about my business. Talking about We're talking about business between us. Right. Hey, man, you're going to get this in. I got X amount of dollars, and I'm going to buy this or whatever. That's what me and him be talking about. Now, the internal operation. I didn't know. I know. I know the guys who be giving me kites and shit to give to him. Mm -hmm. I know who those guys were. They his homeboys. I know that. But the mechanism, I didn't know how it operated. I'm gonna tell you something to me. The game thing is what is not impressive to me. That shit don't show me nothing. Right, right. I knew these guys when they wasn't game men. When they just a regular ass fucking convict, I knew them then. And they not impressive to me. Like I tell a guy, I say to every one of these guys, you can line them up in a one-on-one -on -one phase. If some of them you can really turn out. Yeah. You just want to be true. You can beat the brakes off his ass. Oh, yeah. He ain't shit without his homeboy. So I don't. That's not impressive. What's impressive to me that a man can walk in a fucking day room by his I motherfucking self, and you, he left his bag of coffee and somebody stole it, and he walked right in. Go up there by the TV and say, let me tell you dick suckers one thing. Whoever got Stole my motherfucking coffin, I will beat your bitch ass. You think something weak about me, bring your punk ass on back here who stole And call out, because it's going to be somebody going to say, hey, man, who are you talking to? Yeah. Your response is, I'm talking to any son of a bitch in here. That's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. Anybody else in here? I'm talking to Texas. Yes, yeah, and most it. likely this motherfucker who said something, he He's know stole. about it. You get on his bitch ass and you got the right one. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of dude I respect. Not, yeah. not, he ain't got no homeboy. He coming in by his by damn self. Yeah, That's the man I'm going to get respect to. And guess what? Might happen. Depends on how that shit go. They try to click on it. I might say, oh, hell no. I might just help him. Because he got nuts to stand by his goddamn self. Right. I don't respect no dude falling in with seven homeboys. Hey, man, we got a problem, man. Right, Somebody right. disrespect my homeboy. I used to look back. I used to be looking at him out there and saying, man, uh, how you disrespect somebody you ain't never got respect for? Well, say, man, see, my homeboy, man, he he, he don't ball no man. I don't want to hear all that shit. No, we can't I don't want to even hear it. I don't want to hear it. Then, especially they come talking to me, because I've been locked up a long time. I always had something fly to say. Say, school, we need to holler at you, man. See, we don't want no trouble. I said, say, when you come talk to me, dude, you got trouble. You shouldn't have come and fuck with me. I said, I am trouble. 
<laughs> you can't talk to me. You done talked yourself into trouble. Cause I ain't got nothing to do with none of the bullshit y'all doing. I'm trying to fuck me some hoes, keep me some cigarettes to smoke, and I ain't interested in what you clowns doing. I ain't interested in none of the bullshit. I don't see nothing y'all doing in here to make prison time better. I see shit y'all do to make us go on lockdown yeah. when they shake down and we got to flush all our shit. Because y'all dumbass did some stupid shit on the wreck, y'all, and get everybody on lockdown. I say, I don't see nothing important y'all do. Like, you know, youngsters be on on, on, your, on your comment section. What gang is toughest? What's this? I said, man, none of you motherfuckers not impressive. Check us about who got the money. Yeah. Who got the hookup? If a guy come in there, he can be a straight, weak motherfucker. Five feet one, 95 pounds, but he know how to pull a female going. She start bringing him work in. He got the fucking power, because he can make it happen. He ain't got to fight now, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, no take this pack and go in and knock this fool out. And it's going to be dead. Right, yeah. Like, he ain't got to fight. It's, it's who got the brain power is what run the proof. Yeah. It ain't about what gang you in. That don't mean shit. I watch them little game members come and say every day. They ain't got no fucking money. Just because you you a member of a gang don't mean nobody on the outside impressed yeah, by that. Yeah. They don't put no money on your book. When they call commissary, we see who the real gangsters are, ones who go down there and come back with them big sacks. You, know, you ain't got shit. You sit up there trying to scheme how to get this man's commissary because yeah, you ain't got yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to figure yeah. out how to roach off his motherfucking ass. <laughs> yeah. That, that shit not is not impressive to me. So really when they be asking that in the comment section, I be wanting to be saying, you little punk ass dude, that ain't shit. What can you do by your fucking self? Mm-hmm. You always mention your homies. I, I want to tell them, sometimes your little gang, I done did more than your whole fucking gang by my fucking self. Yeah. Your gang not impressive to me. You know what, listen, man, in the, in, the, in the prison, when a man can hit that window with that big-ass Christmas-looking sack like Santa Claus, right. come to his fucking cell, and then go to work the next day and come back and it's still there, that's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That ain't going to happen to everybody. In it. And, yeah. Uh, man, you said the thing, too. Listen, the... The deal about this and why I even want to talk about it because where we live here, we live in the heart of youth stone, you know what I'm saying? And the motherfucking guys are coming home just making it look so cool, man. And honest to God, had me fooled when I was young type shit. They they're coming home, everybody's with these tattoos, they're getting all the that's girls. Bad. Most it's, it's that's bad. Not relevant. You're not relevant in a prison. So that's why you'll get jumped in one of these games. You're not good at handball. You can't play basketball good. You don't play volleyball good. You can't go to that weight pile and lift more weights than everybody. You ain't got a lot of money. You don't know how to pull these female guards and get this pussy and got you a woman bringing you some work in. So to make you feel relevant, you go join these guys. Mm-hmm. You really ain't shit. And a little jump in don't mean stuff. Guy beat you up for maybe a minute. Three guys. No, I don't. That don't mean you fucking... Mm-hmm. That means you just took a little lightweight ass for mm-hmm. They really don't go all that hard on you. They really don't. I look at guys that jumped in. That little shit. Hell, I'm an old man and I can take that little bullshit ass whoop. Hey, let me ask you this too. Check this out. Back in the old days, were they really like, uh, was it really blood? Out, like with a mess of killing motherfuckers to join type shit and TV. Well, what what I'm looking at is in order for you to be an actual member, you had to be them put some work in. You really did have to. You had to put them put some work in. You can be an associate. Right. You're not no full fledged gun. That, that's what I was wondering. So that's so it really is hardcore fucking truth, like they say, man. Yeah, much respect to them, man. Uh, we ain't gonna go too much longer, Miss Larry. We got so much, but uh, 
I want to know. Yeah, this guy keep asking me about a, a fight between a little guy and a big guy okay. when a little guy won. Man, uh, if you're in a prison and you go by size, you really going to get ran over. Yeah. Most good dudes in prison don't give a fuck about your size. It's somebody sitting in that day room who would drop your ass, and he, you weigh 275 pounds, lift weight, bench press 400, and here this guy is, he will tear your ass off the bone. Mr. Gray, you tell about your uh, about your size. That don't mean shit. Your buddy that was 683 something got called knocked out, yeah, right? Yeah, he got his big ass knocked out like it ain't shit. Yeah, man. By a little dude. A building tender, 683.30, got knocked out well, by a little guy, dude. Dude dropped him out in the hallway so smooth. I look around, took that big stuff bitch forever to hit the goddamn floor, boy. He <laughs> fell forever. When he hit that motherfucker, he laid there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I seen also, I seen, yeah, I seen a BD guy get knocked out by a blood from Cali, man. They were, the BD was so huge. Arms like tree trunks, man. It was crazy. Unbelievable. But I want to ask Mr. Larry, uh, on your first day out, what'd you do? You catch the bus back to Dallas or what? Yeah, I caught the bus to Dallas. You got from the walls? What are y'all really doing? No, they, they sent us to Houston first. And a lot of us in Houston, we couldn't get on the bus. Houston had started this thing. If you didn't go over there and sign your name on this paper, you couldn't get on this bus. So I was fucked. Because a lot of us, we was fucked. We didn't know. We thought we just go, we got our ticket, we just go get on the bus. Right. That wasn't happening. We had to wait on the next bus. Oh, hell. Sign the list and wait on the next so, one. Yeah, wait on the next bus. So, uh, what, I mean, like, well, I had a problem in Houston. When we come out of the bus station, we're going over to the McDonald's. It was downtown Houston? Yeah. And here these old fucked up ass dope fiends standing out here. Say, man, you want to buy these pills? And they got some little white chick with them. We, we're walking. There's three of us. We don't say nothing to them. We go to McDonald's, come back, start it again. There's a black dude doing all the talking. He said, hey, man, I got this right here for sale. I said, say, man. Houston police sitting right there in the fucking car. Yeah, I'm done. We, we, we ain't made it home yet. Here, this punk ass dude. Trying to violate the right now. Dope. We don't know what to fight. So I tell him, I say, say, man, we just got out of prison. He said, motherfucker, I've been to prison. That ain't nothing new. So the cop drove off. Cop drove off. I turned, spin, come back around. I had my gloves. Oh, and man. I easily put my gloves on, come back. And TKO was there. Boop, boop, there's a couple more dudes got up here and we put them boots on it. Uh, went on back in the bus station and a black security, he might have seen it on camera. He came over and told us, he said, say, man, tell y'all a little something. Don't be hanging around outside that bus station. He said, stay your ass in here. Man, y'all just getting out of prison. He said, stay inside the bus station. Because he'd be parole officers at that bus station it's getting the guys right. going to halfway house. Oh. Uh, there. And you're going to leave with them. You ain't all that hanging out yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. You going with that parole officer. You know. But we going to Dallas, Austin. No, we ain't got no parole officer waiting on us. But guys going to Houston do. Mm-hmm. Houston got that big ass halfway house. Yeah. yeah. You know. that, we, we just beat that fool up real fast. Put the boots on him. Left him there. Well, hell, last right time. took out running. I think somebody kicked her in the ass. She ran back over by McDonald's. The other black dude run off and left him. We damn near had to do that to somebody last time. It was me and you up there. It's just like that, man. Well, see, well, see I'm real aggressive. You and the other guy standing up there looking at him crazy. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, I'm waiting on y'all. What the fuck y'all gonna do? I see y'all ain't gonna ask some shit. I ain't finna let this dope fiend ass fucking dude run all up on me. That ain't finna happen. That's why I took it to another level with his ass. Uh-huh. Man, I ain't finna debate nothing with you. I'm finna get right on your ass. I don't wanna fuck over no homeless guy. Yeah. 
I don't want to fuck over no poor guy, man. I don't want to bother you, man. Leave me the fuck alone. Man, as soon as I got to Dallas, the shit started in Dallas. Yeah, I same thing, huh? Hit this fucking old school black dude with a backpack on like I got. He walk up, hey, youngster, what's going on? I see him sizing up my wallet. So I'm looking, but they got the, the Pope Dallas. Transit police is there. And they taking somebody to jail. They done wrestling him down, got him in the car, and they drive off. Now, ain't no police there. So I'm still at the machine. He come back by again. I see him looking. I said, say, man, you got a problem? You want to suck a dick or something? He said, what? I hit him. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right there, you yeah. fuck ass fucking dude. Yeah. Well, you keep looking over here at me, yeah. boy. I don't know you, man. I ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm trying to make it fucking home. It's late at night. I'm trying to make it home. I ain't got to cook when I get home. I'm thinking about all the shit I got to do when I make it home. Got to throw me some food together, jump in the shower real fast, kiss me some sleep. And he, I, I don't... You out there trying to rob Yeah, I, I, I ain't even going for your bullshit. That ain't going to even fly with me. Something about these guys, they underestimate you. They get real... Like, I was looking at a movie. The guy told me, said, you made a fatal mistake. You got too close to me. Mm -hmm. I always tell him, I said, you don't let me get way too close to you. You got that... Yeah, it's over with for you, fool. You better, right. you better, you better leave me alone. Now, I'm not going to bother nobody. I'm not going to bother. I ain't going to speak to you. If I don't know you, I ain't going to say one fucking word to you. Even when a guy speak, that got a ramification. Hey, man, what's going on? Don't even feed me that. Ignore it. Next, you going to say, hey, man, you got 50 cents? Yeah. Got a cigarette? Got a light? It's something that's coming behind him. He don't wish you no good day. Is you all right? That ain't what he mean. He's just trying to get you in a conversation with him. Them fucking holes is the same way. Good morning. I was over in South Dallas standing, <coughs> waiting on the bus. Black chick, they smoking crack at the bus stop. So I'm standing back, because the damn police ride by. This is uh, Malcolm X. Police ride by all the fucking time. Every five minutes you see a cop. And uh, I'm saying, damn, let's get goddamn bus coming. I got this transit app. I'm steady checking it to see when the bus coming. Black chick's there. She sized me up. She's there. Good morning. Keep standing there. Good morning. Said it about ten times. One of the black dudes said, hey, man, you see that guy don't want to leave that dude alone. Yeah, right. All I said to him was good morning. I said, oh, crack smoking bitch, you want me to kick the rest of your teeth out? Man, uh, uh, what made you go to that level? I said, I asked you a question. Do you want the rest of your teeth kicked out? You ain't going to fuck with me. I went right on over there. Boom, that's like I said. Bitch, I will kick the rest of your teeth. Uh, yeah, I ain't, I'm not playing with you, bitch. You can't trick me into using no dope. You ain't got no appeal. You stinking nasty ass. I'm supposed to buy you some crap, and you suck on my dick and all this and get me to smoking this shit. No, thank you. Yeah, no, that ain't happening, man. Mm -hmm. That's why I did it that way. Yeah, that's the old trick. Then I snap. I said, man, it's a Sunday. I'm in South Dallas. Ain't no one fucking bus coming down Martin Luther King, and that's the 11. And how the fuck? And, you know, South Dallas is right by downtown Dallas. Yeah. I could walk five blocks. I'd be in deep L. Mm -hmm. I can go to the train station. Why hell, I ain't no fucking move to walk. I got a yeah, goddamn bus ticket. I don't want to use this motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey. That's how it is. Listen, man, you can't even hardly... There's no bus stop in Houston where somebody ain't sleeping on it. You got to roll their ass out of it. And, uh, uh, now, Dallas, no, you ain't going to sleep in there. They bus stops. Nah, they don't now, they smoke dope at the bus stop. Nah, they don't care. They don't let them sleep. See, when I got out, listen, when you got out, when I got out of the feds, I had to go to the halfway house, and it was next door to 10th City. It was crazy. When you got out, did you go to a halfway house, Mr. Larry, or you had a friend or something, or what? 
No, I went to a friend. Went to a friend? Oh, that's better, yeah. yeah that's that halfway house shit is sorry. But you know, one place I went, it wouldn't even accept me. Hell no. That man, he said, what to. was your prison number? When I told him, he said, hey, man, get off our property. How many digits was yeah, your prison off, number? Get off your property. What, what was your number like? and say, give me some gloves and go fight. This guy asked me was any good chess players. Hell, I play chess good. Are you good? Yeah. You ever play Scrabble? No. I'm I'm the king. Listen, out of all your favorite YouTube prison channels, tell all of them I said I'll whoop their ass in Scrabble. I don't care who it is. You got it on your phone? If he got a million subscribers or he got yeah. one, yeah. Tim Snow is the champ at that shit in prison. I don't care what nobody says. But I wouldn't touch Mr. Larry on that chessboard. Yeah, Mr. Larry, man, I got one question for you. Uh, man, did you, did you make your own prevention plan? Yeah. You did? What is that? I, I got to be my, I can't be my own worst enemy. Exactly, exactly. I can't be my own exactly. worst enemy. Exactly. See, and that's what I say to myself every day. Don't be your own worst it enemy. It hurts me every time, man. It hurts me every time. I don't shoot myself in the foot. I don't, I always sit back sometimes and say, what blessing have I fucked up? What have I did See, to I make mean. my life miserable like this? Well, I ain't got a job down. You know, what, what have I did? And I'll sit back and look. Well, I'm going to go over here and interview. I'm going to go try this. I don't ever just give up. 
But I also, I'm not going to go in here trying to get an interview and curse these people out. Oh, yeah. Go in there with pants sagging and acting all stupid. I'm going there well groomed and trying to talk. If I had a job, and I ain't going to even discuss it, but nobody wouldn't believe that I had that fucking job. Excellent job, man. They would not believe. I make $100,000 a year, a good-ass fucking job. Well, nobody know what I've been to prison. Listen, Mr. Larry, a lot of, a lot of these kids are looking at this, and they say, oh, man, Mr. Larry, he's a killer, man. Stone cold, blah, 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 all that. Man, look at this man. He's a well-dressed, well-spoken, good-mannered person, man. That's what that's what he is, kids. Listen, I mean, shit, there's no... Because you might be this wild person, do anything, that doesn't give you no right to be foul, dirty, nasty... None of that shit, man. The man here, every time we see him well-dressed, well-groomed, well-taken-care-of-himself, kids, uh, this gangster-ass look, you want to walk around sagging dickies, waving your flag and shit, you ain't doing nothing but alerting the police, man. It's not it's not slick, kids. Cut it out, man. This gang shit is weak. I've been doing it my whole life. Freddie sitting next to me did it his whole life. Mr. Larry right here never did it. You know what I'm saying? And now he's looking like the smart one right now. It's crazy. Who is that, Mr. Larry? Are they, are they, yeah, we're, man, listen, me and him, we're soaking up stuff from him, and that's what we're doing. And we hope, like hell, some of y'all are soaking up a lot of this, too. That's why we're just letting it go so long. And listen, uh, a proud Army wife. Man, thank you so much. That's such a blessing. Thank you. I just, I didn't even expect that. And uh, that super chat thing, we don't need that, man. Thank you so much. But we're just actually here. Trying to help the kids. What was the gloves made out of? And I slid the steel in. All it was was regular leather riding gloves. And I cut the fingers off and put a pouch inside of it. Sew the extra one in? Yeah. And put a little cushion in there where it still won't hurt my hands. Yeah. And I slide it in. It was thin. But if you put your fist, you hitting a person with a fucking piece of steel, right. man, it's going to fuck him up. And if you catch him with that corner, and once we was coming in out of the whole squad, me and the guy started fighting on the trailers. I was standing up, and he was sitting down. So I was swinging down, and I cut all of his ear off. That's what that corner Yeah, huh? corner caught him. And the captain come over there. He said, uh, uh, what you hit that boy with, a rock? He was bleeding like hell. I said, nah, hit him with my fist. But see, what I would do is ease the steel out. Put it in my sock. Put right, it in right, my right. Pocket. I did not watch it, huh? Yeah, because once on Ramsey, I was fighting out in the field, and the major, he said, What did he hit that ball with? An axe or something? The field ball said, No, he hit him with his goddamn fist. That major said, Ain't no fucking dude that skinny can hit that goddamn hard. He said, Come here. He said, Let me see them damn gloves. So the major looked at him. He filled his gloves. He threw them back to me. No I done took the iron out. Yeah, yeah. Say I had that shit for years, man. I ain't go ever since that guy told me that trick. I've been had it for years. Yeah, nobody else knowing. Nobody, huh? I, I never tell nobody. I ain't tell self or nothing. But, uh, but I won many fights. Oh, yeah, man, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, slam trailing. If, if I beat for you, the fight's sure enough over with. You you sitting down watching TV and I come around, man, it's over. It's over. Ain't gonna be no fight. Hey, listen. That iron hit your ass. It's, it's, it's all exactly. There's another question from uh, <coughs> Royal York 100. He kind of did touch on this a second. And we're getting ready to go and close this out, y'all, in a few minutes. This will probably be actually the last question, if he, unless he wants to tell y'all something. But he, I just wanted to know your release process real quick. We know you said you had to get the changes. So you got the F. You got. What happened, man? You went to parole 
like you always did. Uh, a lady told me at parole, she said, uh, we're going to send you home. She said, you're going home this time. Walking in the office? Yeah. She said, you're going home. Wow. And uh, I didn't think about it. Missing out mail. And uh, somewhere I was at, when they passed out mail, I missed mail call. So the lady come back around, passed, and I stuck out mail. And she called my name. And, you know, she laid it on the table. Right. So I went down and found a fold-up piece of paper. Looks it's a way you can look at that paper. Yeah, you can hold it, and you can look, and you can see F.I. And I looked, F.I. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't open it. I just folded it up and put it in my pocket. Go I read learned it. you'll never tell them guys. Go read it by it. yourself, huh? Yeah. You never tell them how much time you got in no, nothing. No, I never tell them nothing. See, that's why in sex offenders in Texas got it made. Nobody in Texas question you about paperwork or what you came to prison for. So a guy never know you a sex offender unless you're a dumb ass tell him. Right. He ain't yeah. never know that. Yeah. You ain't gonna, you know, if you got a cell phone, you'll be smart enough to keep your court papers locked in your locker. Well, he can't never see them. Because you got no there cell phone.